This week's episode of Talking Simpsons is brought to you by you. That's right, we're on Patreon now, so head on over to patreon.com slash talkingsimpsons. For as little as $5 a month, you can help our show and get all kinds of great extra content on top of that. We've got a ton of great bonus content waiting for you right now, so head on over to patreon.com slash talkingsimpsons today. I heartily endorse this event or product. Ahoy hoy everybody, welcome to Talking Simpsons where we hate life and ourselves <laughs> I'm your host, the Elephant Fresh Bob Mackey And this is the Blazer Time Podcast Network's chronological exploration of the Simpsons Who else is here with me today? Uh, Henry Gilbert, and don't praise the machine <laughs> And who else? Mr. Cleanser, Chris Antis. Awesome, and today's episode is Bart Gets an Elephant Stop remembering TV and get back to work but no, that's all we'll we do. <laughs> yeah, we'll never stop doing that, Marge. Come on, Marge. And, and what a thing to say, I want to say up front, this is my favorite episode of all time. All time? All wow. Time. Holy cow. This I, is I, the top I had 10 a, for me. I had an inkling of that when we started doing this, and I w- remember I recorded this. I downloaded a torrent to get the episode so I wouldn't fuck over the people anymore by playing the syndicated versions. They demand those cuts. I accidentally did this the first episode of the fifth season because alphabetically, according to my torrent, this is the first episode. <laughs> so then I watched it again. I'm like, no, I'm very comfortable now having watched it three times recently, knowing that I'd say this well, by the time we got to it. This is my favorite episode of It all is time. great. And also, it aired on March 31st, 1994. And Chris will tell us what happened on this mythical day in real life history. <gasps> Ah, John Grisham's The Client is on the top of the bestseller list. Mariah Carey's Without You dominates the charts, and the Mighty Ducks are back in D2, Judgment Day. Judgment Day? I thought it was cruise control. It's just the Mighty Ducks. Uh I remember Mighty Ducks, too, that they had to... It's the classic second sports movie Mm -hmm. thing where they have to, like, up the problems, and then also... Actually, the story of Wild Thing in the second major league and the story of Emilio Estevez in du- Mighty Ducks 2 are both that the same. That is bizarre. The they, brothers doing the same film? Yeah, they well, they both got fancier <laughs> and yuppier <laughs> and they slicked back their hair. They're like, oh, I'm a business You've guy. You've changed, now. man. You've so was Emilio yourself. still on board for D2? Yes. Did he yes. leave for D3? He's in D3, but not the main I star I mean, he's anymore. still not... He's in half of D2. The kids mm. really take over mm. in D2. Oh, I really miss Emilio. He Me had a too. nice... Uh, Nice it's, time in the seems sun. Seems like he's secretly awesome. Uh, he at least seems like he has uh, dealt with stardom better than Charlie Sheen, who shockingly isn't dead. I, I, I wish him well. I am why. not wishing. Let me tell you, <laughs> listeners, I am not wishing death upon Charlie Sheen. All the 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 opposite. I hope he lives forever. And he treats women so well. Uh, so fun, this fun fact about Charlie <laughs> Sheen: the first word he ever said on film is drugs. drugs. Ferris Bueller, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a great role for him. Uh, this episode is, as Chris said, it's great. It's a super gag-driven episode. Two mm-hmm. of the best like creative forces working together. Writer John Swartzwelder mm-hmm. and director Jim Reardon. What has John Swartzwelder done before? He has done, um, help me, I'm drawing a blank here. What well, have I mean, done so Call far? of the Simpsons. Call of the Simpsons, right. And, uh, well, this season he did Rosebud. That's right. And uh, he's he's the most pro- prolific Simpsons writer. He has written, I think now Matt Selman, I think, is past him. Just yeah, because John Swartzwelder eventually left to, ma- to yeah. write books, and they're all the, great. The John Swartzwelder wrote 68 episodes of The Simpsons back when that meant something. Like, is it still <laughs> one, of the, one of the most 
Uh, the most by a credited writer, uh, a single credited writer. I'd say I believe he's behind Matt Selman now, but he's done. But that after many... Matt Selman came back to the show, yeah, well, Matt I don't Selman think he ever left. He never left. He's yeah. been there for like fourteen years now. Wow. He's had a longer tenure than uh, than old John Schwartzwelder. He also he did the Cartridge Family. Mm-hmm. He did he did a Whacking Day, I believe. Whacking yeah, day. Dog of Death. He's done all the. Uh, he's done most of the animal related ones. And I guess and that's, that's the most fun thing about it. it. It's a very grounded episode outside of the elephant. Somehow makes the idea of getting an uh-huh. elephant real grounded. It, it instantly brings the reality. It it reminds me similarly to how they dealt with um, Deep Space Homer, which is this is a crazy idea. Let's ground this as much yeah. as possible. And so the reality of like, well, what would having an elephant in your backyard actually be? I mean, there are absolutely scenes that completely break reality and are just a cartoon, but there's yeah. other ones of like, no, an elephant would do that and it would destroy things. And, and for me, for me, it's perfect Homer because the episode should be about Bart, mm. but it and it's not about Homer, but he's in every scene. He's an idiot, constantly gagging. There even are like, great Homer lines. Yeah, out, even yeah. like getting wee giddily thrown out of a radio station. He he appears for no reason. It makes every scene better. Um, yeah. yeah, and this is very much like David Merkin taking a formula like a boy and his dog. Like, mm-hmm. you know how animals do not behave like animals on TV shows or movies. This this animal behaves very much like an animal, yes. a non-domesticated animal who doesn't give a shit about what you want from him. It, it's, yeah. And that's another thing. It's just a perfect thing you can only do in a cartoon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, but it doesn't... It, I guess if you had a trained elephant and could afford it for an entire shoot, you could do this on Dome Improvement. But you couldn't get yeah. it to pull you into its mouth, nor would you want to. <laughs> they, you'd maybe get the elephant for one scene. Like, a Home Improvement would do stunts like that. Like, he'd be in a tank, or mm. he'd a, a snake would climb on him. So they'd do stunts like that, but they couldn't. it wouldn't be the full episode. Would be I, that. I'll tell you every time we stumble upon line of the show, because it happens like nine times for me. Oh, yeah, I've got several thousand lines of the show. I, I have quite a lot of clips here. The episode begins with a very grounded thing of a filthy house. The the Simpsons house has never looked this bad, mm-hmm. though. You know, in uh, my house, uh, in a little your dirty too. My my current apartment. Are you still uh, living in the Marvel comic book apocalypse of your broken <laughs> shelf? I picked up those, but uh, I don't know. I need to I need to take the underpants out of my fridge. Yeah, but, what were those uh, doing there? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, you just take them off for say it's it's hot, but uh, yes. Marge is not happy with how dirty the house is. Oh, I did also the the Homer bowling ball for a second. I was like, oh, is this the same Homer ball from Life in the Fast Lane? I didn't see a liquid setter. Was that Charlene? uh, No, no, no. The Life in the Fast Lane was when Marge was given the ball that said Homer on it for her birthday. But that was a blue bowling ball. This is a black one. Sorry, Charlene was the name of the putter, not the ball. I apologize. I'm quitting. I'll show you Charlene in (laughs) the hub. Also, when she makes them breakfast, I thought it was so weird that they, they... it's like they're throwing the waffles over their shoulders, you know? It like was a weird a, bit of animation, but there were, like, pieces of pizza stuck to the ceiling, so maybe yes. that's just how they eat sometimes. There's <laughs> footprints on the ceiling. Whatever lands in their mouths, they eat. Also, when they come in, I love that Homer also says, hey, Mom. Yeah. Homer is one of the children in this episode. Mm-hmm. Like, he is rarely the the dad, but they may have plans for today, including trying to find a Martian or drinking in a, in a, a drinking contest. Playing a li- in a little... What's it called again? The Little white girls blues quartet. Yes. There you go. <laughs> uh, but Marge has other plans. Well, gotta go. Me, Me too. too. Uh, it's hard for us to leave when you're standing there, Mom. Push your down, son. No ah. one's going anywhere. We're going to clean the whole house from top to bottom. <gasps> oh dear God, no! 
I love push her down, son. Push her down. It's just so simple. Like, well, push her down. Push your mother down. She's in the way. And and I actually have another one uh, last maybe Simpsons anecdote from my youth that I haven't Mm -hmm. said yet. Oh, boy. And I don't want to get too long on it. Uh, Did you push your mother down? uh, No. Okay. No, but a lot of it, I felt a lot of it was from this episode. It's really weird to talk about, but like I got, you know, I got kicked out of a bunch of schools, and I got pushed into this small private school after I was out of schools to be kicked out. Um, of. Yes, after all the public schools would not take me anymore, and I'm in this little school, and I just decided to be cool in teenage for a whole year. I didn't talk. Wow. Uh, I didn't talk at all. Were you a teenager or emulating teenagers? I was a, I was a teenager. Okay. I was a huge dick. There's people who I still see from there who like remember it. It's really, it's really, it's still embarrassing. I just didn't talk that into, unless I was forced to. I would call it a social experiment, Chris. That <laughs> covers it up a lot better. And the school was so small. I got over it the next year, and I started speaking to people again. And I didn't remember at the time, but people would look at me like it was really weird. I spoke in homerisms, ah. and a lot of homerisms of like. I can't really describe it or do the impression well enough of like, and then I talk like this all of the time. And I, everything I said sounded like the way Homer sounds to me in this episode. Ah. And there was a good three months. I'm like, why? I'm talking now. Why is everybody treating me so strangely? And <laughs> it, it was just a real weird memory that was awoken within me in this. Just uh, hearing the push your down, son. Push your down. The, the calm Homer. The, uh, <laughs> the, the calm Very Homer. Calm matter of fact Homer. I talked like that for a, a full semester um, and didn't really care what people thought of me, but everybody looked at me really weird. It's it's hard talk. I've never talked wow. about this. I never in my heard life. about this. Yeah, uh, and I don't know. I don't have anything else to say I about thank it. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's just such a weird memory. <laughs> I, maybe that's why this this show this episode stuck with me so much. I don't I don't know. But the uh, I also like that Marge locked the door and seemingly that will prevent them from ever leaving. It's it's a very Bond villain line mm-hmm. of I think you'll find that escape is impossible. She's kind of shot from underneath with like her arms crossed, <laughs> yes, a shadow yeah. cast over her. It's great. Yeah, well, a very well laid out episode as well. Yeah, Jim oh, yeah. Reardon is bringing it. Does yeah. an amazing job. Reardon's one of the best. But the I get this joke mixed up with the one the one from the Christmas episode where Bart is trying to run away and Marge like you can't get away from me. I spent twenty three hours uh-huh. a day here and then homer blocks bart's exit i was like i get those two bart's trying to escape jokes only homer is not colluding with marge this time homer well because homer again is one of the kids and yeah. so <laughs> when they're trying to share their responsibilities and take a room now each one of you take a floor and get started i call the basement fine don't don't I love the flexibility of the dough there. When Homer offers up the basement, they're like, okay, he's like, dough? <laughs> he's, not dough! Sh- he's not sure if it should be mad or not. Yeah, and then he realizes very soon he should be mad. I was definitely Bart being forced to clean. He was just mm-hmm. like, can we just move? I don't want yes. this. I'll live in filth. I don't want to clean. That... He, he recognizes Tennessee Ernie Ford on the radio and knows that it's Ernie. He's like, uh, you're telling me, Ernie. He's a very worldly child. Should yes. we get into the song? I mean, yeah. we do have to explore the history of everything the Simpsons references. So the original version of the song, uh, the one we hear is 1955, Ernie Ford's version. Tennessee, Tennessee Ernie, Ernie Ford. Ford. Did, but did, did Bill and Famously Marty say... from Tennessee, I should add. <laughs> did Bill and Marty say the wrong song name? No, no. They, they don't name that song in the next scene. Okay. They say it's take this job and shove it, but it is the end of mm. 16 tons. Mm. 
but the original version is uh, from 1946, performed by wow. Merle Travis, and it, I feel like this is more authentic. It comes from his family's crushing experiences in coal mining. That 16 tons line is from his brother, like writing home to him, mm-hmm. and I think his father is like, "I can't die. I, I owe my soul to the company store." Like it's like, like I, I, I am too in debt to be dead. Yeah. Okay. Here's the original. You load 16 tons, and what do you get? You get another day older and deeper in debt. St. Peter, don't you call me, cause I can't go. I owe my soul to the company store. There's like a spoken word section here. Yes, sir, there's a menu, a Kentucky coal miner that pertinent owes his soul. <laughs> and a bit about Amway. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, that is not as, like, the finger snaps aren't there. The voice yeah. is not as uh, appealing, but it's more authentic to this guy's life experience. I still don't well, What is 16 tons? Load 16 tons of coal, oh. and all you get is uh, older and more in debt. He's, he's mm-hmm. talking about the Kentucky coal mines. Yeah. And, uh, though, oh, the jobs that are coming back. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that was a popular song in the mm-hmm. 40s, but I, I think it's no coincidence that the Ernie one is more popular because it still covers the misery of working till you're dead. Yeah. But... <laughs> It's a little snappier, literally snappier, and that he is snapping the whole time through the song. And it's not Tennessee. so much a folk rock activism as it is. Like, doesn't working suck? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's more just, it takes out some of the activist uh, nature of it. But it's, I knew that song because it was on my DTV VHS <laughs> of, uh, in, see, in the mid-80s, oh my God. Uh, Disney was ready to repurpose classic cartoons by pairing them with hit songs. Capitalism yeah. sucks, kids. It's not, I need to find them again, my hard drive crash i had the hanna-barbera version which i was had even those worse. Too. those were worse yes hanna-barbera rocks i believe they were called because well, the hanna-barbera ones i remember being confused because they had things i'd never seen mm-hmm. like if they had a donald cartoon i was like i probably have seen this or mm-hmm. it's a donald cartoon like any other but when they had clips of yogi bear's movie mm-hmm. it's set Yuck. to i will be wa- i'll be watching you it's every it's movie make. i was just like what is this where's this from what what cartoon could this be from of the Hanna-Barbera Hey There, Jokey Bear from 1964. Holy shit, I've done this too long. <laughs> yes, um, uh, so in case you don't know, the company storyline is reference to, uh, not the book, but the book explains it a lot. Read The Grapes of Wrath. You'll get an understanding of what this culture was mm-hmm. like, where it's like, oh, come work for us, live in our camp. You won't get paid in money. We'll pay you in script. And you can buy things at our store, like food and things you need to live. Only we'll overcharge you and underpay you. So you get Krusty Land fun bucks for uh, for <laughs> oh, working. God. Yeah, you make less than a livable wage. And like, well, you better. It sounds like you better work more if you want to make those pancakes. I just want to say before I forget, I feel remarkably fortunate. I know someone from my peer group named Merle. Uh-huh. And it makes oh, cousin me, Merle, really? It makes me astonishingly happy to know that he's Asian. <laughs> like, what was happening in Florida? The Donald cartoon they adapted was Donald's Gold Mine. If you want to look Donald's that one up, Donald's Gold Mine. Uh, but well, if you need a bunch of footage but, of of him with mine carts and getting sixteen this, tons of things, it's how why I think why we're all so obsessed with cartoons is because the animation of the 1940s to the 1960s some of it was able to hold up in the face mm-hmm. of modern animation it was so bad until around the, re- the realm of the Simpsons <laughs> so they'd repurpose it and package it in shitty ways like Hanna-Barbera Rocks and DTV where in they blam. would just in Blam in <laughs> the worst is Blam Blam yes. does Blam still exist? no but can you like, explain what Blam is to our listeners? <laughs> blam it was a really awful like, it was like it was like turning old cartoons into fail videos into like well it's a bad reference but MXC because oh, MX, yeah. which was like the Red Bull version of America's Funniest Home Videos. Oh man, I hope this asshole doesn't get hit by a train. Whoops, a daisy. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. Hanna Barbera sound effects. Oh fuck, he sure did. And like that's <laughs> he's dead now. And but it was Biggest that with boner. old Disney cartoons. But I do know f- 
the reason those cartoons have been restored in HD and not even released is because of Blam. Thank you, Blam. To repurpose them for wow. for television for Blam, they were restored, and we have yet to be able to buy them or watch them yet. But back in the day, they, yes, they licensed popular music and recut old Yogi Bear, Donald Duck cartoons to popular music to mm. sell them again to people because we there was no YouTube and what were we going to yeah. do? And, and uh, as a kid, yeah. finding out the idea of a company store and having my mom explain Oof. what soul-crushing debt oh was, God. I was like, boy, this is depressing. <laughs> I could, or as a kid, I didn't know what depression was. I mean, it was creeping around the corners. Well, just like Woody Guthrie, I'm pretty sure Merle, whatever his name was, it was an activist using folk rock, just kind of, not folk rock, sorry, Merle folk Travis. songs, Merle yes. Travis, to spread his message of why capitalism I sucks. I was just talking. I didn't mean don't vote Republican. <laughs> and when speaking of cartoons... Homer has very cartoon logic that a leaf blower will clean up his thing. Like, I, I just, I love, it's one of those millions of jokes they have in The Simpsons of yeah. just like, if he was in a Daffy cartoon, mm-hmm. using a leaf blower would send all the trash out the window. It's how Woody Woodpecker would clean something. Exactly. I mean, but leaf blowers makes no sense to me in in real practice either. Just like, it is what? shuffling filth around. Yeah. And being the loudest anything could be just to move, because a, a rake would be boring. No. And you'd have to move your elbows more. I don't own a home. I don't do yard maintenance anymore because I grew up doing that shit. <laughs> oh, uh, me too, yeah. But I don't understand the leaf blower because usually, like, blow the leaves off the driveway. Like, to have your driveway pretty? <laughs> Who gives a shit? What if Dri- the neighbors see it? Drive over the leaves at one mile an hour. Uh, and as somebody who could never throw away a calendar, I am definitely touched by this line. All done. You're not done. I want you to throw away these old calendars and TV guides. Are you mad, woman? You never know when an old calendar might come in handy. Sure, it's not 1985 right now, but who knows what tomorrow will bring. And these TV guides, so many memories. (laughs) Gomer upset Sergeant Carter. Oh, I'll never forget that episode. Pile! Shots I am! Pile! Shots I am! Pile! Shots I am! Stop remembering TV and get back to work. What's the point of all this cleaning? Are we so vain? Man, you can really just feel the acoustics in that room Dan was in. At this point in the show, we're hearing a lot of Homer just screaming at the top of his lungs. I think they really loved hearing Dan do this. I I hope Dan enjoyed it, but uh, it was was so great of just Homer Homer making pronouncements at the top of his lungs like, are we so vain? And I did hate throwing out calendars because it's just like, but the calendars look so cool. There's so many cool pictures I do have a 1989 ALF calendar on the wall over there because it is astonishing. (laughs) Yeah. a certain amount of time the years line up again you can reuse them i think it's like 17 years i forget what it yeah, is wrote but... in the melmac holidays <laughs> but yeah i think also too it was that i was raised my mom loves calendars she mm-hmm. she loves them more than me i will i can't start the year without at least my simpsons calendar mm-hmm. and maybe one more calendar my mom buys a calendar for every room of the house and a so she could see terrible idea you always know what day it is and and it's a cool way to just have art up on the wall that's, and that's what i, I realized when my girlfriend bought a studio ghibli calendar and it mm-hmm. allowed you to slot in you know whatever picture to any month you wanted and we could got to figure that out for ourselves there's 16 things to choose from and it just occurred to me like yeah this is the only commercial mainstream way anybody sells you art like yeah. if you just want like there's either the shitty walmart poster or you could find the thing <laughs> That you like that has a calendar and you can look at a different gorgeous different picture art every of it month. every day yeah. every month so you mm-hmm. have to tell the kids about gomer pile well, uh, i knew that was going to happen i just want to say this is this is a joke i've accepted not 
having yes. any frame of well, reference well, for it. Well, for, first off, I like I'm so the, glad you're going to get into it. <laughs> I, I like the stance that you would never keep a TV guide, though I also would keep those for a while, but mm-hmm. that the TV guide could never explain, uh, they would poorly explain what an episode's plot is to you. And then second, I think this is how the Simpsons thought people remember all TV, which is the five seconds of a show they ever saw. And yeah. and this show is in opposition of that. It does, <laughs> this proves that TV is always remembered. But yes, yes Bob, explain I mean, I, Homer Pyle to I us. I think we went over it before. A lot of listeners like my description of him as an ambiguously gay rube in the <laughs> yes. army. Uh, <laughs> the name of the show was Gomer Pyle USMC. Uh, it aired from 64 to 69, and it is a spinoff of the yeah, Andy Griffith dude. Show. Yes. And um, here's the thing. I haven't watched it in 25 years, I probably. I've never seen this. And um, I, I said he was ambiguously gay in my description at first. That's wrong. He is so gay in this show, and that's fine. <laughs> but if, so gay. if you were this gay in 1964 in the army, you would have been murdered. Yeah, they, they did. But, yeah. but I was watching clips, and it was like, golly, Sergeant Carter, I didn't know it was bayonet practice today. <laughs> that's what he sounds like. I mean, watch. Well, everybody just thought he was a dandy back yeah. then. They're like, oh, what a dandy. I'm sure they, his wife loves it. They have, they have different words for it. But um, So Shazam was his catchphrase in the show when he was like, surprise and golly. Become that, a superhero. Were, yes. Yeah, he became yeah. Super Gomer. But Jim Neighbors would eventually be known more for his singing career. And it all yes. started with the, a song about the word Shazam, which was a novelty record sung Are by Jim Neighbors. Holy shit. And he would eventually become like a spiritual song singer, like sing great spiritual hits. I, I don't associate the word, the name Jim Neighbors with Gomer Pyle. So, yeah, mm. I'm, fa- I'm fascinated to hear. I get to learn here. I've, I've, never, I've never heard this novelty song before either. Went to see a gypsy woman late last night. Told her everything I do, it never works out right. I gave her all my money, nearly 40, 11 cents. She said you need a magic word to give you confidence. Just say Shazam, zip zap, man, you gotta put a whammy on. You can move the world or walk into the Pentagon. No one's ever heard that special secret word. So if you want your way, just remember what to say. Shazam! Shazam! <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me, but I like that song. I, uh, that song's fun. You can I walk like into it. the Pentagon if you say Shazam. Trust walk Gomer Pyle. Yeah. That predates the show? No, it's 65. No, no, no. The show's okay. 64. So yes. this was in the middle of Gomer Pyle madness in America. <laughs> Vietnam really hurt that show, too. That Shazam. They, that it was yeah. still going on as Vietnam. I was like, well, these Marines are going to get sent on them at some point. Mm-hmm. This was, but the... I just fucking... Yeah, I, I, I love that anything could be a novelty song back then. Like, this is a line in a show. Yeah. And, and the... Yeah, Jim it will Neighbors. sell 500,000 records. And the Jim Neighbors did just become a singer after the show ended, and he would, like, for the longest time, he sang, um, he's he's a son of Indiana, and so at the Indianapolis 500, oh, he would okay. sing uh, like, uh, some song at the start of it, let's say the National Anthem, and that he would also... He would bring his boyfriend there, but they just never talked. It was just one of those things like, that's my manager. (laughs) I think he came out in his 80s almost kind of recently. Yes. Everybody knew that there is a classic. I can't explain the whole thing, but look up Jim Neighbors marries Rock Hudson. It's it's a it's a very old story in gay Hollywood. But the, the point is, he was always he was in the closet, but everybody knew. But it's kind of like Barry Manilow. But it's also like. He comes from such a different time. I don't begrudge him being in the closet. Oh no, at all. no. Like, I mean, you have to deal I, with I a lot of with, things. Same with George Takai. Telling we were watching something and Paul Lynn came on. I'm like, really? Nobody knew, or, or like, or they just didn't care. I think mm-hmm. the thing is, a lot of people didn't know what gay didn't was because they were, they were protected from it on mm-hmm. purpose. Which is why when you talk about like just teaching, don't give, maybe the, the 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 fucking catchphrase of the 1950s. 
just don't give it another thought. <laughs> basically, I mean that 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 kind of falls through to today where people are like, "Don't teach my kids. I don't know. I don't want them to know about what gayness is because they might up, become gay." I grew up when a mainstream preacher would call that a children's show puppet is gay. So it's just <laughs> very hard to imagine. Yeah. For, yeah. Don't watch Teletubbies because that one might be gay. Well, I think the feeling in the '60s probably was just like you just don't talk about that. Mm-hmm. Those are the dirty people in their yeah. sex clubs and and the police will deal with them it was in the 70s of more of the gay liberation movement of people just being out and proud not not in secret in shame that was the gay pride movement was born out of that of being like we're not ashamed anymore uh, obviously the arts will attract people who are different and that includes gay people mm-hmm. and there were tons of people who just had to be in the closet even though part of their appeal is can't not be tied to their queerness you half, know? half of 1970s game shows are just gay jokes yeah and the, the and public seem to it. eat them up they, and I, I don't get it when paul lind is saying like i send bird reynolds over to my play it's like everybody knows everybody should know what he's saying yeah. but it's all uh, unspoken though i remember bobcat goldthwaite had this great joke about it he said that all these families go to las vegas and see cirque du soleil shows which could not be queerer and <laughs> that they could even see two cirque du soleil performers like two men and kiss each other at the end of their like Oh, what good friends they are. They're, they're good buddies. It's actually one of my favorite more modern Simpsons jokes, like even being dan- Elmer being danced in the face. By oh, yeah, that's great. Yes. Uh, remember, before you say Shazam, put a whammy on it. Yeah. That's what by I, the way, mm-hmm. she didn't invent the word Shazam. Shazam, at the very least, first appeared in Captain Marvel's first appearance in Wiz Comics number one, uh, and Shazam is the word said by Captain Marvel to transform young Billy Batson into the powerful Captain Marvel, who was the Shazam. second most powerful character also, to Superman back more importantly uh, Gypsy is not PC which shows what a Rube Mm -hmm. Gomer Pyle actually is he hasn't been informed yet Uh, man Jim Neighbors is still alive we need to we better protest his house is he really he's actually I've said this the previous time we talked about Jim Neighbors on the show but he is alive uh, in part because he got a liver transplant that was found for him by his good friend Carol Burnett aww and they're all buds we get one Clinton joke though yeah boy the second appearance of Clinton in the flesh yes Clinton it, in Springfield. It, it shows you what the joke of Clinton was then of like Clinton jokes in 94 were either fat jokes or he's lazy. Mm-hmm. And, and it was so, like Hillary's actually doing all the work. Or yeah. he's yeah. always holding a saxophone. It is yeah. forever imprinted in Animaniacs opening. Because he was on Arsenio once, once doing that. playing yeah. the saxophone. Look, it was, it is silly political theater, but when you're used to boring old dudes a guy playing an elvis song on a saxophone feels inventive especially when he's competing against an old man who married his grandmother like (laughs) it it looks it looks pretty cool i remember a president uh who used to reference jay-z songs back in the day seems like a thousand years ago (laughs) boy does it but but schwartzwelder was not a fan of clinton as no al gene talked about on commentaries that he he was basically the troll of the of the writers room saying like uh they're going to take him out of town in a noose and then all the other liberal writers are like no he's not he's clinton's good I, I like to imagine the backstory of this joke mo found out clinton was in town playing with the white girls blues quartet yes. he had barney drive him around so he could yell out the window get back to work uh, you know that's that is also something why why of all the people mo could get to drive him barney would be the last person yeah. to want to do that but they just wanted mo to scream it but they didn't know who yeah. should drive of course it would be barney but Why also, not? Mo has no friends, so only yeah. Barney would drive him. And the if person never, who cared the most about what presidents did on their weekends is currently president. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's golfing up a storm. Yes. God bless him. Uh, they are being very mean to Trump now in the current like online cartoons. Mm. Oh, but, those are bad. I hate those. But I, they yeah. were so they were real mean to Clinton. Not mm. real mean, but they weren't mean to Clinton. Mm-hmm. Like he literally looks at the camera in one episode and says, "I'm a pretty crappy president." <laughs> like, and in one episode, he has sex with real, honest, no fooling pigs. Yeah. They say uh, he fucks really, pigs. Yes. <laughs> so they do all that with him. But then when it's not to say they didn't make fun of Republicans that time, mm-hmm. but did you ever see like W on The Simpsons during his no. thing? Like no. they, they didn't directly make fun of W. I'm sure I said George this before w. on an episode, but Al Jean in a commentary said, well, you know, people were always up and down about if they liked him or not. So mm-hmm. we weren't sure if it was okay. But mm-hmm. my answer is no, it doesn't matter what people think or The Simpsons do what you want. Like you mm-hmm. always do. Or always do. I, yeah. I just don't think it was, it was a lot of comedy to my his administration was hilarious mm-hmm. i think that was where the funny stuff was i think there's dick cheney jokes in the simpsons there are they did make fun of cheney but and, they never touched george w that often he was just if ever a, a slack jawed simpleton like but it, i mean what better i mean they could make so many good jokes yeah. about slack jawed yokels <laughs> oliver stone could have made a better movie with it that's true <laughs> um okay so back to the show when, whenever i do clean whenever i rarely clean up things i and look at cleaning products i do think of getting doped up by them and losing my mind I, like i Homer couldn't does. help but think of the awful movie food fight yeah. which we did henry and i worked on a laser time article about <sighs> animated product placement in animation <sighs> which is a very it hasn't happened a lot that but we got everything we could think watch. of it, it, but food fight being the roger rabbit of products if Where Roger Mr. Rabbit was animated like a PlayStation 1 cutscene, yes. <laughs> and, and, but Mr. Clean is there in that movie, and, and that's all I could think of. And Jemima Twinkie, the kid. The plastic uh, pelican. Plastic pickles. Yeah, I'm a plastic pickle guy. I'm not it, Groucho Marx oh, at all. He was Groucho Marx. <laughs> and making all those deals, I think, is the only reason it had to come out, mm-hmm. but it may be one of the worst animated things that has ever been officially released I guess, by something. And, and from people who make movies, the best excuse for why it sucks he literally accused someone of sabotage. They stole our better movie. They yeah. deserved to. The dog to ate my movie. <laughs> food it fight, to be stolen and, and dipped in acid. <laughs> and again, Charlie Sheen. And this Charlie, is, yeah. Charlie Sheen and like is Miley the lead Cyrus voice. is in it too. No, it's not Miley Cyrus. It's the 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 Disney star Mandy before Moore. her. No, the the one oh, on Hillary uh, Duff. Yeah, Hillary Duff. Oh, it's Hillary, Hillary Duff. Duff. Yeah, I forget their interchangeable. <laughs> but. Uh, so Homer gets high right after Marge gets high, like the episode after Marge gets high in Homer Loves Flanders. Mm-hmm. Now Homer's getting high off of fumes. I have had that reaction, too, of reading a thing that's like, well, the sell-by date's now. <laughs> eh, shove it. And I'm eating this. Like so, uh, I, did, I did that with mayonnaise recently. And I, ooh, that's, I, <laughs> I, I still I can't get over it. I haven't done that after 32. Boy, this chicken, it should still be good. Mm-hmm. I don't want to waste it. No, I, after I finished making, I was like, nah, I'm going to throw this out. I'll just be paranoid about it all night. It's but. easier to do if you don't eat meat. Less things will kill you. Yeah, all right. Now, this is Ha-ha, the propaganda I is. don't like, Bob. Damn, I don't trichinosis free <laughs> since 1983. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Homer is freaking out and i love it i love marge's reaction i must destroy you (laughs) homer what's going on down there nothing then stop screaming so loud okay So that is definitely David Silverman animation. You could tell because their version of Mr. Clean, mm-hmm. when Marge yells at Homer and the rest of the mascots, mm-hmm. he's like errantly like rubbing his finger on his knee like shyly. Uh, like, yeah, you know, whenever is... there's finger acting, it's always David Silverman. We should say mm-hmm. these these mascots came off the products into life. Mm-hmm. So we have these scrubbing bubbles known as Bubble Off in the show, yes. uh, the turtle from Terrapin Wax, and Mr. Cleanser, who is Mr. Clean. There's one guy... 
this knight, they don't even bother giving the product a, a clever name. It's just cleanser. And I'm sure yeah. it comes from somewhere. I tried to look it up. I don't recognize the yeah, logo. No, I feel like that's like an old Lux one for, soap. Like, yeah. for Ajax or something. Yeah. Or just yeah. an old, a very old one cleaning of those names thing I never that caused see cancer back Unless then, I'm so. downloading a giant file of old radio shows. I'm sure it's in <laughs> one of the 9,000 cartoons for the 40s or 30s mm. where product logos come to life and do things at night. You know, there's like that with like books and food yes. and things. I, I love Dan's acting of yelling quieter like but then and the margin's reaction is so great he's like she has genuine concern and then homer's like nothing and he's like then stop screaming so loud if it's nothing he's like okay and just his lesser acting too of struggling that that all the animated hallucinations seem to agree like they're on board with they all want to kill him like well they're playing it down they're not screaming anymore either The Simpsons will be right back. Patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons has gone live. Yes, Bob Mackey and me, Henry Gilbert, have quit our crappy jobs and have gone to start doing Talking Simpsons full time. And we can do it with your help. Would you like to hear every episode a week before they premiere on iTunes and Stitcher? Would you like to listen to exclusive podcasts like the second episode of Talking Critic and an interview with someone who worked on multiple classic Simpsons video games telling secrets about their creation? All of that and much more is available right now at patreon.com slash talking simpsons. Please support it and help us do this full time and do even more awesome animation conversations. Hey, this is Hank Azaria. You're listening to Talking Simpsons on Laser Time. I didn't know that was a thing. You like Laser Time shows? Then you might like Bonus Time, Laser Time's weekly bonus show exclusively on Patreon.com slash Laser Time. Here's a taste of what you've been missing. Joe Hodgson says, My best memory is definitely Bush Gardens in Williamsburg, Virginia. My dad was able to coax us into going onto a ride called the Big Bad Wolf. I've been on that. The first time, I didn't go on the Big Bad Wolf. Yeah. But I asked my parents to buy me a hat that says, I conquered the Big Bad Wolf. Dave, you're a liar. I felt like you're... such a shit. And then I remember vividly that our car broke down and the tow truck, like, oh, you want to sit up in the front of the tow truck? I like thought that would be awesome. And I left my hat in the tow truck. And I asked my parents, like, let's go back to the tow truck. I forgot my hat. And my parents were like, we're not getting that hat. <laughs> I think they even knew the... Why? You didn't go on the ride, you shit. Uh, <laughs> and then I did the next time, and it was really cool. Get bonus time, Laser Time's weekly, full-length, uncensored, and ad-free Patreon-exclusive podcast, as well as full-length movie commentaries, wrestling and cartoon video commentaries, the first season of Talking Simpson, and more at patreon.com slash lasertime, starting at just five bucks. You'll help us live, and we'll do our best to help you never be bored again. That American Gothic joke doesn't make much sense, really, unless they actually I meant to look that up. I looked it up. I mean, they have what you would think is a print of American Gothic in their 
home, but Bart is absentmindedly cleaning while listening to the radio. There's great animation of that, of that paint smearing. Yes. It's like a great effect. So he is removing paint from what is, I guess, a painting of that. And then when it says, it's a cute joke, but it, it would imply it's, that the Simpsons have the original painting. So Grant Wood, it says, if you're reading this, you, rub, you, you scrub, scrub too hard. hard. Yeah. Yeah. Grant Wood is the Grant artist Wood. of American Gothic. Grant Goth. Wood is yeah. the original artist of American Gothic. Painting I, from 1930. Meant to, I meant to look that up. And American Gothic, obviously the this classic uh, FX show. <laughs> of a, of a uh, man and a woman on a farm, an older man, an older woman with a pitchfork, and it's like, this is Americana of the 30s. It's yeah. harder to Google now that that show exists, Chris. You're right. That's yeah. the, the first 19 <laughs> is hits. There, is there an American Gothic show? There's a show, yeah. yeah. You're yeah. thinking of American Horror Story and Gotham. Honestly, oh. <laughs> there are so many TV shows that if you just say a phrase that's somewhat known, like like if you said The Mick, you'd be mm. like, hey, that's a racial story. Like, no, no, that's a show. Or that if you <laughs> Google American Crime, you might not find American Crime Story. <laughs> oh, you know, Two shows that are, well, we're on the air. There's, there's too much mm. TV, but I do like that in Spring field even in this episode the radio knows the exact worst song for you to hear <laughs> in any moment like that fits the thing and this is really where we get into bill and marty who have been great characters in the show but we had seen them before like they were in the spinal tap episode you see them on screen interviewing spinal tap rock-a-doodle-doo you're yeah. listening to bill and marty love bill and marty so but much I think Bill and Marty normally are just a great excuse to have Harry and Dan riff with each other. Yeah. I wonder how much of their stuff gets written. What does so, that mean? Which one is the uh, the stupider one? Is it Bill or Marty? Um, it's the guy without the the non-balding guy. Is that yeah, Bill or Marty? I, th- I think that's Marty. Because I yeah. want to say this characterization was played up also in uh, I Love Lisa. I'm not sure if they kept the characters the same in terms of their dynamic. No, yes, yeah, totally yeah, the, the same. The one was denser. He was the one. It was Harry's voice who was Marty who kept playing the... That you dead weight, Marty. Yeah, like that's so that it's Bill who would say that, and that is the the bald one, Dan. Yeah. And yeah, and so he was the one who kept playing like doggone it, like just playing man monster man. Oh, let me hear some Bill and Marty. All right, so yeah. Bill and Marty is doing they're doing a contest that doesn't really make sense. That they call you mm-hmm. instead of making you call them, they call you for a contest and. Bart's trying to win, so he first gets Grandpa, who's having heart palpitation, mm. and Bart hangs up on him, so he's dead. Uh-huh. Then no all- more Grandpa on the Simpsons. But why would Grandpa call his family's home in case of emergency? I mean, he's confused. Mm. He's, uh, and then, then there's a great bit where Bart is eating the chocolate ice cream out of the Neapolitan mm-hmm. ice cream, a great callback to Radio yeah. Bart, yeah. where Homer is trying to get the chocolate ice cream out of Neapolitan stuff. Uh, and then... KBBL, they first call the cops and it doesn't work. No, 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 don't. Ah, ah, a little to the left. Love this show. Ah, that's the stuff. Oh, I'm sorry. The phrase is KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Let's try one more number. Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. I won! I won! You win your choice of $10,000 or... What's our gag prize this week, Bill? <laughs> a full-grown African elephant! Well, all that money sounds mighty tempting, Marty, but I think I'm going to have to go with the elephant. He's taking the elephant instead of the money. <laughs> I love that <laughs> just deadpan read of what's happening. I think like I think of uh, sh- uh, game shows like Let's Make a Deal, where uh, you choose a door and there's a donkey mm. behind it. You don't get that donkey that no. belongs to the TV station. Yeah, I, it's, it's all very well, you get a donkey voucher. <laughs> if, I would bet you sign a contract when you enter into the studio that at least says you don't really get that prize. Yeah. And we and, also the, live in a world where you know now. I think thanks to that Oprah incident where she gave everyone gets a car mm. where like everyone so i got a car 
and I got a giant tax bill and a registration bill for this thing yes. I didn't want or know I was getting. <laughs> I mean, you can still sell that car. No, I think people, it changed the way prizes were given. Yeah. Out. Like yeah. you, there's like a waiver you have to sign in order to be get get into an entry. You couldn't be just be cold called. Well, I found this out about uh, who wants to be a millionaire. That mm. so that it is actually true that when you win, you become a millionaire. They don't actually give you a million dollars. They give you a million dollars plus whatever the tax amount would be. Oh, so that you would you would have a million dollars after taxes. Whoa. So they literally do like no, the name of the game is real. Huh. You do become a millionaire. So you don't you get more than a million dollars just the after tax. Final anecdote. So uh, oh one yeah. thing one thing before we move on. Uh, I've been watching these episodes lately with headphones on. and picking up a lot of things I miss without wearing headphones. It's bizarre. You it can, is. There's still some sound stuff you can miss if you're. You're right. Like from capturing the sounds, I've noticed that all over. Like yeah. audio jokes I never picked up on. And I, I'm seeing a lot of like intentionality behind these sound effects. So uh, in the scene preceding this one, where they get done cleaning the house, and Marge is like, "Isn't it so great? Our house is clean." And the door mm. swings back and forth, mm. and the kitchen is immediately trashed. So great. You can hear birds chirping in the background. It's daytime. In this scene, you purposely hear crickets chirping mm. to to show the passage of time we don't need that in any way it's not important that this scene takes place at night Mm -hmm. but it's there because someone thought like let's make this a nighttime scene add the sound effect so wow and you can hear it in the background of that clip too totally i you know it's it's that's that's i i felt bad for marge that the place gets dirty that fast again but that is how it is with cleaning it feels like to me yeah i really got in touch with this episode too as a kid because when i was 10 we moved to a new city it was my first move and and well actually when i was eight and it was hard for me like i didn't ha- i lost all my friends i had to make new friends and i'm not great at making friends yeah and i moved when awkward. i was nine had a similar experience and, and, as well, yeah. and so i got obsessed with the local oldie station yep. and would listen to it all the time and my bill and marty were randy and spiff mm-hmm. and who actually, actually like they were working in atlanta they were at the top oldie station in Atlanta until 2006 at a point when the oldie station was no longer profitable. So they, <laughs> was it closed were, for retooling? Uh, well, then they got shifted over to a news station and they were, but they're like, no, you're the, you're the morning radio goofballs. You're I, I, not I don't know guys. if folks will have those anecdotes growing up, but that was, I just, I didn't, my parents wouldn't let me have a TV. So I was, I grew up my whole life listening to Bill and Marty's. Spent the other half of my life making fun of people like Bill and Martin's, but it was <laughs> yeah. out of genuine affection. Like I think that's why I love them so yeah, much. Yeah, I listen to them all the time. And I you listen w- to radio, and sometimes you just hear a format change. <laughs> that was juvenile with back that ass up. Like that guy yes. was not hired for the <laughs> station. No, but his contract's still going, <laughs> and so I mean, and it, it was kind of a ritual then of listening to it on the way to school. Yeah. Like it was the morning radio that you'd that could be drive time or it could be kids in mm-hmm. on the way to school or the way back from school, and the radio's were so big that in the Georgia Dome, which is a huge place where they play the football, the football in Atlanta, mm-hmm. every year Randy and Spiff would have an oldies concert wow. where they'd have wow. they'd bring back in the nineties, uh, in the early nineties, these stars of the fifties and sixties to sing a few of their songs. They're like it's Herman and the Hermits. They're going to play this live, <laughs> and then uh, Chubby Checker was amazing. Like wow. Chubby Checker. He only did it for like 10 minutes, but he had so much energy that they had to go like, can you believe it, Chubby Checker? Oh, my God. Like, so different. Day. I, I love that. And it was Fox was the name of the radio station. And I went to several like 
like openings of an ace hardware or whatever mm-hmm. just to go there to get prizes like here's i got a fox frisbee at this one i got a fox keychain oh boy i, I, I touched spiff i thought the radio was way bigger than it was i won a ton of stuff off the radio because i was always adamant about paying attention when you needed to call in the secret mm-hmm. the phrase that pays and i the i've been to i went to a warp tour like from <laughs> 1996 to like 2001 I have never paid for a ticket. I won them off the radio every single time, as did at least six of my friends, because we made it a point to call into the radio station. Me, Yeah, my mom also, she won several things from Mm. the radio. It was... It's tons of fun, and now I do sound like an old man talking about, in my day, the radio, we called it... I can can place it. I called in, and I'm like, what do I win? Like a... CD we're giving away and like which one it was fucking crazy town butterfly <laughs> with like a hole punch through it so I can't take it back um, ah. <laughs> come come my lady though then again like us calling into radio station being obsessed with that as kids is that not the PewDiePie of our of our childhood I, I would when I was old enough to find beer maybe not buy it we would listen to the radio out on a porch while we drank and I would I would call in every night to try and entertain the DJ and I <laughs> I, I was on the radio a lot wow that, but I didn't know that they, they would edit it and then they would play it way later in the night because yeah, I would curse yeah. a lot um though actually I just heard my stepdad last year he he saved it for me he mm-hmm. called in to a station of like stump the it was stump the guy thing of just like can you get more questions right than my co-host and he won and he won you he still, won tickets to we have audio uh, evidence of you calling in a to- being made fun of by Tom Sharpling yes, on the yeah, best show yeah that, that is that's a little different but yes that <laughs> but you is, still do it yes yeah Tom, I have a clip on my YouTube account of John Hodgman making fun of me for about ten minutes on, the best on that show. same show yeah. yeah I first called in to talk to. John Hodgman, but mainly you're going to get made fun of on that show. But I've I've met Tom Sharpling in person. Made fun of by Greg Universe, uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Archie Comics. You got to listen to this this thing called books. (laughs) Yes, I was like, did you read this book? I was like, "Uh, well, I read Cavalier and Clay. He's like, it's a book about comics. (laughs) (laughs) He did give you the business. Yes, I said, well, um, I read the Brief Wonders Life of Oscar Wilde. He's like, that's also about comic books. I was like, oh, that's also about Dominican Republic. But this is going to be our longest episode. Anyway, okay, uh, let's get back to that phone call that Bart's on. Kid wants the elephant. We don't have a damn elephant. Don't whisper into the mic. (laughs) Kid, the elephant's a gag prize. Nobody takes the gag prize. You want the cash. I want the elephant. (laughs) Stick it to the man. No, wait. We'll call you back. (laughs) Bart, with $10,000, we'd be millionaires. We could buy all kinds of useful things like love. Or double-ply windows. They look just like regular windows, but they'll save us 4% on our heating bill. Well, they will. Great great line reading. That's why those crickets are there for that moment of silence. That's why the crickets are there. That makes a lot of sense. I love how just Julie Kavner is reading that and the deflation halfway through on our heating Heating bill. bill. (laughs) Our heating bill. Uh, I'm so old now that it immediately connected. 4% over 20 years is not. Mm -hmm. Marge is is very uh, practical there. But Lisa, normally you think Lisa would be into the environmental cause of that, but she, she is immediately immediately getting into her anti-animal cruelty thing which is which is great but i what also the response to her just like they also go to your room go to your yeah. room as in they're putting her in a cage but the, the it is a repeating the season five is full of jokes of 
one character says something and everyone else stares at them. Yeah. And so that was that was another. They don't, they don't acknowledge moment. it. Yeah. Also, in real life, when you hang up on a person mm-hmm. who is you're in the middle of getting a prize, you lost that prize. Yeah, I was going to say like, Homer invalidated the contest by hanging up on Bill and Marty. It's also funny to think that by turning down ten thousand dollars, Bart actually cost them probably more than ten thousand dollars. I didn't look into it. I don't know what an elephant costs. I you probably can't buy one legally anymore. Well, they they talk about. About how like his food bill was three hundred dollars this day. The amount of damage Stampy will do. We're getting ahead of ourselves, but Bart goes to KBBL, which is I think this is the first time we have been inside KBBL. Like we've never seen the inside. Well, oh, we did no. with Spinal Tap, yeah, we yes, the- Spinal Tap, but also uh, talking about God. Oh yeah, gabbing about God. Gabbing about God. Yeah, Bart is now at KBBL, and uh, Bill and Marty first are shocked that he doesn't care that they'll get fired, uh, <laughs> but then they're ready to make a deal. We think we know how you mind works Bart so how about this we pay your principal ten thousand dollars to pull down his pants and keep him down for the rest of the school year <laughs> I'll do it Bart huh. mm, no okay okay what if we use the ten thousand to uh, surgically transform Skinner here into uh, some kind of a lobster like creature well, now wait just a minute that wasn't discussed with me uh, huh. gentlemen I am not leaving without my elephant hey! where's my Where's my elephant? Where's my elephant? Where's my elephant? Hey, they're playing the elephant song. I love that. Reminds me of elephants. <laughs> Season five uh, is really devoted to stripping dignity from Skinner at every chance, and he is so destitute or just desperate. He's like, "I'll do it, Bart." For ten thousand he, dollars, he'll be humiliated for the rest of the school that's year. That's at least this is March. It's at least like three months in in uh, Simpsons time. He'll walk uh, around with his pants down. You know, he's well. He's a guy who, in a couple episodes, he will lose a pair of underpants and can't buy them. But can't buy more. Uh, I needed those. Really needed those. Like <laughs> I really did. First off, that Homer in the bed. The, just the little thing that Homer picks up some piece of paper and then just walks into the studio and is doing something <laughs> while he's, he's on the microphone, yes. like in the background. Oh, I missed that. Wow. And then, and then Homer's reaction of we for being thrown out you wouldn't yeah. really know he was there until he's thrown out funnily I, that's why yeah. I, don't know, it's, I love this episode and that um, it's love. basically the same joke as he did say well a lot as <laughs> as reminds me of elephants but I love that reminds me of elephants line and so this was the research I did Bob the one clip Ooh. you didn't get what is that song? It's not just any old song they're singing over. And it's not Baby Elephant Walk, which they've used before. No, it is Francis Lies, A Man and a Woman. Really? All instrumental, correct? From what? Genesis? From the film of the same name, A Man and a Woman, or Une Femme et Une... Oh, wait, sorry. Uh, or Un Homme et Une Femme. Mm-hmm. But it was a 1966 French New Wave film about two two widowers who fall Ooh. in love. And it's 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 just a kind of a lot of like meet cute. It's a romantic comedy, but a black and white one. And so, Would it surprise you this radio station is struggling by playing <laughs> French instrumental well, the uh, version, elevator music? The version of the show sounds like the like roller skating rink version. <laughs> yeah. all, all organ. Yeah. I mean... 
kind of close to it, but yeah. there's a million covers of it. It's just called A Man and a Woman, but yes, uh, Francis Lai is the uh, maker of it. So that, it took a little digging to find it, but that well, is good the job, song. Henry. That is forever now known as the elephant song. The elephant song. <laughs> it's not... It's a gift to mascots. <laughs> <laughs> it does feel like something they would have done, like have the baby elephant walk. So if you think outrage culture is a new thing now, this this whole section here... I'm steaming mad about outrage culture, Henry. <laughs> but every this this proves how ample it was then, like in the 80s, in the 70s, in the 60s. Something would be a popular target to be mad of and for everybody's hate. And that is what happens with Bill and Marty. Yeah. The, I love the paper of a lie of like straight A student won't get elephant. Uh-huh. Like, that's so great. And it's, I mean, it's like people just had different channels to funnel their rage through, like mm-hmm. the mail, yes. not <laughs> not tweets. That we're just doing mail at this time. So, so this it's supposedly is... a parody of Bonfire the Vanities. Which yes. my, I, uh, really? The, only, the last time I remember my parents reading the same book, oh, okay. Bonfire the Vanities. I just remember the movie yeah. uh, being a huge flop but mm. yeah uh, this is also a very pre 9-11 joke about letter bombs which are not very uh, which i don't think simpsons would have joked about later. i like how she's setting them off by touching them with a pointer yeah. she's not that scared of them this is the dj 3000 it plays cds automatically and it has three distinct varieties of inane chatter hey hey how about that weather out there whoa that was the caller from hell well hot dog we have a wiener. Man, that thing's great. Don't praise the machine. <laughs> if you don't get that kid an elephant by tomorrow, the DJ 3000 gets your job. <laughs> Looks like those clowns in Congress did it again. What a bunch of clowns. <laughs> <laughs> How does he keep up with the news like that? <laughs> uh, is that Marty? That was Marty. Okay, yes. so yeah. stupid. Again, okay, so... I think if this if this episode had been made five years later, that would have been Lindsay Nagel. Like I feel like yeah. she's very a very mm-hmm. much a Lindsay Nagel like the heartless executive type. I mean, before but she's they, in the right here. Before they crystallized the character of Lindsay Nagel as the Tress McNeil voice, even then, which mm-hmm. that wasn't. Yeah, that they have Lindsay Nagel types all around there. Like most most women in charge are in that kind of mold. Though she is absolutely right of just like yeah. this is you are a burden to our radio station by not giving this kid I know, his but elephant. I read it as being, being in professional turmoil. Your jobs were never safe. If your job <laughs> is to get an elephant, or you're fired. No yeah. job is safe, really. <laughs> no job is safe, and you need to embrace that but people. But two <laughs> things I want to say. I feel like this is the first time three thousand was applied to something instead mm. of two thousand mm. to denote futuristic thing. Well, we've seen two thousand things before in The Simpsons, but I don't okay. think three thousand within The Simpsons. Yes, but. Mystery Science Theater 2000, right. you know. But 2000 was a very, very popular thing to mm. add to things. Like, Get a Life did it. Mm. Some yeah. episodes were named Blank 2000. Yeah. I think almost every second season episode was. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I love that shit. I love. Yeah. I miss when people call things like the Blank 2000 because we're coming up to 2000. So it's so it's so in the future, Can man. Can you imagine the year 2000? Also, DJ 3000 is just Clear Channel now. There are no real <laughs> yeah. local stations. No. It was all consumed thanks to Bill Clinton. Thanks yeah. a lot, bro. I I mean, he didn't know what would happen, mm-hmm. but sure, yeah. every every radio station is now just a clear channel thing that's given content every day. Well, it was a big bummer to just try to request a song at a station, and they would just, I, I tried to, or if some, yeah, we or a friend that, tried man. to do and they just tell you, like, we know we what li- our songs are. We have are licensed 200 hours. songs. Yes, yeah. We cannot play a song that we have not licensed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I lived happen. through the era of radio stations dying, and mm-hmm. I had favorites, mm-hmm. like um, 107.9 The End, it was a Cleveland station, but they were all alternative rock. Mm-hmm. They turned into R&B, and then they turned into Clear Channel horseshit. So, yeah. Like, well, it's it, the best 
thing I can recommend to that. There's an episode of Marin where he becomes obsessed with local DJs and they talk about their lives of having to to like nomadically pull up roots every year and go change when a station changes format. It's I'm obsessed with shit like that. I love old DJs. I really do. Well, you know, with, uh, you mentioned, they used to be tastemakers and like freelance comedians and like, that doesn't really happen anymore. I don't think. Well, you mentioned Tom Sharp playing in the best show. That is Mm. like where his roots are. We're doing that. And he, he used to, now it's a podcast, but he used to be for, over a decade he was on WFMU which is one of the biggest independent radio stations that that needs a pledge drive twice a year to stay <laughs> open but they just play what they want and they have albums on shelves that they then take yeah. them off and play them mm-hmm. like that's really cool but it's that's artisanal radio you only yeah. get that radio because people directly pay for it like like they would on say a Patreon perhaps I just you know? thought I just like, oh, I, I would always do that with Patreon mm-hmm. but I just thought the the podcast Comedy Bang Bang formerly Comedy Death Ray was a radio show yes. which is why the early episodes have like songs in them like cool mm-hmm. like weird novelty songs that Scott Ackerman would put mm-hmm. in so and I miss that you know you hear those original ones you miss that live element a little bit but uh, Comedy Bang Bang is still a great show that actually it's funny you mentioned that I was about to bring up Comedy Bang Bang the TV show because it was a running joke that uh, Scott Ackerman would just look to the camera and say, I think the circus, the circus must have just came through town in Washington, D.C. because they're missing all their clowns. <laughs> <laughs> or somebody called the circus, I found all their clowns in Congress. And I just love that. It's such like a centrist way of like just saying, oh, all of Congress sucks, right? These clowns in Washington, can you believe them? I prefer a man cave, more like a man's grave. That's that's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. But, the, but yeah, just that, that idea of like, what a bunch of clowns. Yeah, I just think like of being them, a boring centrist, like, oh, all politicians are bad just lame i i always think of that as lame uh political commentary that would be acceptable on the radio like i'm just saying like what a bunch of clowns what a i god i love that joke so much they don't explain it but somehow bill and marty get an elephant and <laughs> drive off immediately and the the elephant's arrival is was a reference i got as a kid like oh that's jurassic park that's mm-hmm. a t-rex's the first eye. real jurassic park reference yeah. in the simpsons yeah that's true yeah i don't know again we talk about well me being pop culture woke mm. jurassic park is the first phenomenon like i was on board with from the beginning and it was nice to see and we talked about it with the t2 parody and homer loves a poo like a, a movie i i got that i got that i didn't know the hitchcock joke Yes. Uh, I didn't. I didn't know the right stuff joke. Well, like these are these are younger writers yeah. referencing things that they just saw. Yeah. So, though I thought it was mean to Al Gore. He doesn't look like an elephant, but it does it's look a funny like Al Gore. thing that does look like Al Gore. But that also Stampy immediately puts Bart in his mouth, and there's some consternation on the commentary too that like Matt Groening says elephants aren't carnivorous. <sighs> they don't. But I looked this up. There have been man-eating elephants in the past. Whoa, they they really? are. They they are isolated incidents. Like there's a story of this rampaging elephant in some rural village in India. They kill it when it's rampaging, and they find in its contents, as in its stomach, flesh. And there's also been times like you're more likely if an elephant's going to kill you, they're going to trample you, not yeah. stick you in their mouth. I have, but, I have seen one of the first DVDs I bought was one of those things off TV banned from television oh and the rampaging elephants. I'm like, yeah, I never realized how easily they can murder you with, with yes. no effort. Yeah, I mean, that's it's the dangers of working with animals. Now, I'll recommend a, that, that restored Alamo Drafthouse version of Roar yes. where you can see oh, uh, like see an that. elephant really hurt Tippy Hedren, oh. but it also throws a boat into the air with its trunk and then kicks it. <laughs> like I, I think in the, 
There's no way they choreographed that. No. They all could just did it. Just one of uh, Matt Groening's, like, just kind of bizarre hang-ups about mm-hmm. things that are not allowed, like mm-hmm. uh, the fish winking at the end of The War of the Simpsons, like, mm-hmm. animals must behave accurately because this is a cartoon, damn it. I, I don't know what to give him credit for and criticize him for because the show is Yeah, wonderful. his control I, helped yeah. the show mm-hmm. not be shitty. His but, control yeah. guided it and, and really helped out, but that... You know, you take the good with the bad with that stuff, and that is yeah. partially like why the show gets stiffer animation too. I would put that sum to to, to Graining's just rigid feelings on which you know, hey, it's his show, man. Yeah. Like, so the elephant has arrived; it's destroying things, and people aren't too happy about it. But Homer has—I love this quote so much. Hey, you elephant! Lift me up on your back, man. <laughs> Bark! Cool. He tried to kill me. I really think this is a bad idea. Marge, I agree with you in theory. In theory, communism works. In theory. (laughs) Whenever I... I, As a a college kid talking about theoretical communism or if it could work in some countries... In theory. I would always think of this like, in theory? Like, you just sound... You sound smart by saying... You sound smart, but you have no argument. No, yes. In theory. in theory. So one thing I noticed in this show is, uh, for the first time, is Act 1 ends with Stampy arriving and the animals running away. They mm. peek up over the horizon. Stampy, so funny. Stampy roars again. They dash off. That was not the original act break. <laughs> the original act break was Bart saying, I think I'll call him Stampy, because ah, there's a weird fade to black, is. which we you're never right. see after season one. So I feel like that, that was the original act break. In this. Uh, you're so right. Yeah. I, totally, I totally missed that, because it is a... A fade out and then fade into the same shot, and it's very confusing. I guess they felt like one was a better act break than the yeah, other. Yeah, a better joke to go out on, maybe. Yeah, yeah, though, I think I'll call him Stampy. It's maybe not as funny as the visual of animals looking over the horizon, Yeah, but he, him getting his name is a good story That's beat. That's just him. such a great shot, and perfectly representative of what you'll never see on the simpsons again yes yes uh but this is just smashing everything well and, no no the, the oh, animals but, running away oh like, yes, like yeah, yeah. the animals act behaving differently a tracking shot going over to the side and it doesn't look yeah proportionally doesn't look great at all but it's like i love the idea of getting an elephant and scaring the, <laughs> the animals shouldn't know where the horizon is from the human's perspective i fired know? a <laughs> bottle rocket off in front of our our terrier Oh, and God. it ran three miles away. Oh my <laughs> God! Had to pick her up at the pound. It's it the, the world was ending, Chris. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's. I wish that was. That's a B joke. I wish was played up more because I love every second of the animals trying to compete with snakes. Well, this is Jim Reardon, and, and there's no wonder he went to Pixar after this. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. a great, talented guy. Lisa is trying her best to stop Stampy from being hurt. And I just, I, I love when she tries to feed him. It's great. Well, oh, yeah, but first. Because she has the same dejected delivery as Marge with the windows. Yes, exactly. Here you go, Stampy. Eat it slow. It has to last for. You ate it too fast. Uh-huh. Maybe if we tied it down so it couldn't move, it wouldn't get so hungry. You can't do that, Dad. It's cruel. Oh, everything's cruel according to you. Keeping him chained up in the backyard is cruel. Pulling on his tail is cruel. Yelling in his ears is cruel. Everything is cruel. So excuse me if I'm cruel. Stampy does respond to that, but it feels like that joke about helping the homeless people and Bart gets famous. What yes. do they do for us? It's Nothing. <laughs> it's just his speech. And again, I feel like that's a John Schwartzwelder speech. But yes. Just, <laughs> Everything well, is cruel. I, I I'm love, seeing a lot on the news now. Moral responsibility is not my problem. I love Homer's practicality of just like, well, if we tied him down and he couldn't move, then he wouldn't be as hungry. <laughs> it's like, I, I didn't get the clip, but Homer 
takes him to Moe's and just the way <laughs> May Moe goes like, you're really taking advantage of me. He's like, shut up! Shut up! That just happened so- uh, with the NASA guy too. I think this is like another anti-sitcom thing from Merkin. Like, instead of saying a clever thing to Moe, he's <laughs> yes. just like, shut up! Yeah. And the, the scene ends. It's great. Then they take Stampy to an Arboretum to eat a all that place. And, yeah, I, it did. That taught me the word Arboretum. <laughs> and my mom is a big fan of Arboretums. Every time she, uh, well, eh, she's kind of stopped that now, but whenever she'd visit me in Berkeley, she would go to the Berkeley Arboretum. Well, I've never been. I should they, go there. Uh, the, if you like looking at trees and places. Boy, do I. <laughs> it's just too expensive to have Stampy. Oh, I also did love Homer. Homer's freak out. That was also felt like a very David Silverman thing. Like, he's killing him. Yeah, Stop it. Those drawings were definitely Silverman. Yes, but uh, <laughs> it sounds like Stampy, it's not so cheap having an elephant. Hey, what's with them? I think they're trying to get some attention. Oh, good luck. <laughs> Look at these bills. Chain for elephant. Shots for elephant. Oversized decorative poncho. Technically, it's for a giraffe, but I think I can let it out a little. Well, these bills will have to be paid out of your allowance. You have to raise my allowance to about $1,000 a week. Then that's what I'll do, smart guy. <laughs> Homer really should have kept the card from Marge on the Lamb. Yeah, the he should Don't have. do anything Bart says <laughs> card. You <laughs> must have lost it. <laughs> but just... <laughs> The, the animal's right across the room on a ball. Yeah. And it, the disdain in his voice. Good luck. <laughs> good luck, cat. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, why is Homer so, so mad? Good. Is he not getting attention either? He's like, good luck around this place getting attention. That is one of my favorite lines in the history of the show. And he's just angry for no reason. Good luck. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, oh, and right before this, there's a great little gag of Bart being tucked in by Stampy and then eaten by Stampy and then put back. Thanks, that. Bob. Our shitty, crappy boss at a job Bob and I used to work at. Not no more. He had a cell from that scene oh, of, you're right. of, of really? putting Bart back in his. I showed it. I saw it months in, into my thing. Bob you, only you saw, saw the key card. Let's steal that shit. Only, but it we. It's like hiding behind a door in his makeshift dumb office. It should be a meeting room instead of an office. You asshole. Yeah, it's like you're a rich <laughs> idiot. I appreciate this. You don't. Yeah. <laughs> so it's unless it's a recreation, maybe it is because he never told us this is the original but i think it is it is the cell and the background mm-hmm. it is it is him being placed back in there i'll be shocked if it's the background i, I, I would like, have talked with that guy about the simpsons but i said hi to him in the hallway he, pre- he pre- tended not to see me and then yes. talk to somebody else so yeah great guy. what a cool dude that guy was man but anyway i just i now can't look at that scene without thinking of my me coveting well now that, i can't uh, henry thank you I, i'm sorry homer is letting these kids ride people ride the elephant it's a finance it's food which like a dollar and two dollars in 1994 prices is too low for riding an elephant another favorite line of mine well that was never five feet yes <laughs> and that, did you, this is the first time i noticed that kid doesn't move afterwards he's no. unconscious <laughs> they don't animate him waking up and the mother argues about the the yeah, price that was never five feet uh, she it, doesn't care about the kid anymore all of it is so great did you ride an elephant I've never, never. never. I've no. done it a billion times, and I don't know why, and I can't what? remember where. Some it just family wanted, like, friend or something. We're living in a year when the circus is gone. Like I don't know yeah. where you're, you'll be able to get good. close to an elephant. No, no, not not necessarily. Not that's yes. that's a yeah. good but thing. Be cruel if you care about elephants, then you may. But have been like I'm baffled by it. Like how many? T- like I was bored of riding elephants i did I mean, it so much an animal smart enough to mourn the dead doesn't want to give you a fucking ride <laughs> yeah i don't know like consider like if your dog asked you for a piggyback ride you'd do it all the time <laughs> i would yes but and or when you were so little you could ride a big dog that would be fun i too. love picking up kids i might do it <laughs> but Get permission yeah, first that that came out wrong. but this scene also oh, has a first appearance real line of, of the show 
Okay, this is the line of show. Let's hear that line of show jingle. That's the joke. That animal of yours is certainly bad-tempered. Yeah, well, you'd be grumpy, too, if you were taken out of your natural habitat and gawked at by a bunch of slack-jawed yokels. Hey, Ma, look at that pointy-haired little girl. Lisa's face in this shot. It's so... I love that. That's Cletus... That's yeah. Cletus's first appearance with yes. no name. He wouldn't be named Cletus until Home Sweet Home, Dim Dudley Doodley, or whatever it's called. I couldn't believe seven. you said that whole thing. Yeah, yeah. it was the is that first the most accurate title. Yes, that wow. is. Wow. Uh, uh, yeah, and that is the season premiere of season seven. That was the first Oakley and Weinstein one. That so he was always slack jawed yokel in the yeah. script, just like it, Snake was Jailbird. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. But for the joke of. Homer saying, let's stop the fussing and the feuding. I love you, Pa. I love love you, Cletus. Cletus. That was when his name became Cletus. I feel like I can say this about a lot of Simpsons characters on the show. This is my favorite never used (laughs) character, and then it became my character i don't ever want to see again what time and how burn <laughs> yeah well they overused him to an extent i suppose but he was they, so great i use also, a, a line of him from simpsons movie all the time <laughs> my time to shine <laughs> they also retconned his name uh he was given a last name cletus delroy mm-hmm. which eventually became cletus spuckler Spuckler. Which is a much better white which trash. Which means out there in the Simpsons universe, there's a Cubert Spuckler. That makes me so <laughs> well, happy. Well, and and so Cletus got to become them discovering Cletus is like, oh, we can do every redneck joke yeah. we've ever wanted. Yes. Hey, Ma. Yeah. Hey, Ma. Yeah. I like how it always starts with Hey, Ma. <laughs> yeah. Or they like, eventually he would be having sex with his sister. Like, if, if you w- can watch that joke and remember that Cletus doesn't exist. It's yes. the greatest fucking joke you've yeah. ever seen I mean, in your life. I mean, born a hair, little girl. <laughs> and it's framed so well, and Lisa looks so pissed. We eventually yeah. got the Cletus Extended Universe, Brandine, Diabetti. I mean, they're all there. His and 19 his, children. His 19 children, including Rumor yeah. and... Uh, Scout. Scout, yeah. Both uh, Demi Moore and Bruce Willis' yeah. children, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I... God, I love I love Cletus so much. Yeah. He, at least in the first ten years, I love Cletus quite mm-hmm. a lot. And his and that also tells Five you why in his twenty two short films appearance, mm-hmm. he is Cletus, the comma the, the slack jawed yokel. Yeah. So that was them. So Homer thinks he's made money, but it still isn't enough to even pay those bills. And the, I I I should have got it. I love him saying. Don't humiliate me in front of the money. (laughs) And and so he tries to change the prices, and as usual, Homer does it all wrong of too high. If he could too high, and I just noticed in the shot, he rewrites the sign, and the sign is facing Flanders Hedge. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Well, and when he looks around for the people gone, Mm -hmm. it's just slow reaction of like looking in every direction, like, where did everyone go? Where did uh and then he tries to renegotiate the price in a pretty funny scene with the millhouse. House by house. Um Millhouse saw the elephant twice and rode him once, right? Yes, but we paid you $4. Well, that was under our old price structure. Under our new price structure, your bill comes to a total of $700. Now, you've already paid me $4, so that's just $696 more that you owe me. Get off our property. The most assertive this Kirk... town is full of deadbeats. <laughs> the most assertive Kirk Van Houten has ever been. Yeah. Yeah. Question, though. Mm. Did he talk in Bart's Friend Falls in Love? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought so. Because Luann Van Houten mm. says he's up and full of beans, and then Kirk shows up to, to say something else. I forget his name. I know we talk, because I remember, because I just heard Hank Azaria say, mm. like, where'd you get that voice from? He's like, I'm just copying Pamela. Yeah, yes. he is. Like, I'm doing an impression of Milhouse as his dad. And like, ah... <laughs> 
I love it. It blew my mind when he said that. That is just an impression of Milhouse. He would actually not be named Kirk until the Halloween episode in season six when he's complaining about Milhouse eating two spaghetti dinners. But in a cut line, but it still established he was Kurt. Nobody wants that Kurt. It's Kirk. Yeah, Kirk. But you're right. That was the most assertive he's ever been. Get off our property. But that shot was so great, too. Of the, It's it's just one static shot. They don't cut into anything. And so you get the real feel of the emptiness of Milhouse's kitchen. They're just staring at Homer as he yeah. continues to spell bullshit. And I just love that next... I kept it in there just to Homer's line. Like, this town is full of deadbeats. It's just like that he's gone to he's dozens trying, of houses and nobody will give him He's trying to money. extort people. <laughs> so it's time to get rid of that elephant. And so they, they're trying to find somebody to take him. The line of, well, he is, well, he is and he isn't. I need him today. Am I wrong to think that he wants to have sex with that elephant? Is that what he wants that elephant for? No, I, I, I never th- read that. I this don't was the first time. So. At first, I thought okay. So at first, I thought it was just a non sequitur mm-hmm. of just somebody saying if you're trying to sell them your car, you're trying to sell them anything in a garage sale. They're just like, well, it is and it isn't. I thought but it was him haggling over an elephant. It was haggling, mm-hmm. and then but haggling doesn't work on Homer because mm-hmm. he has no idea. But yeah, I think it was just like Homer doesn't know how to haggle. It doesn't know the, the elephant business okay. firsthand. You do so know it's you're like, the only one within a thousand miles with an elephant for yes. sale. Yeah, you have all, all right. the you have all the marbles. This was the first he time likes where peanuts. I, <laughs> this was the first time where I thought I read it as that the guy was like, I I'm probably you just would feel wrong. nothing. You can no. move into an elephant's vagina. <laughs> and, uh, not worth fucking. Then we meet Stampy's eventual savior, unnamed guy, the, the unnamed person carrying at the elephant sanctuary mm-hmm. that is somehow local to Springfield or local <laughs> enough. And I just love Homer's reaction to the idea of charity. He's just like, "So your bid is zero. <laughs> like that's that's all all Homer can think of with charity is just like, so you. you're saying you want me, you got yeah. to give me nothing. And thank you. And then we meet a, uh, somebody this who is, is ready to get this. This is so <laughs> great. Another great Fox joke too. Uh, it, but it's not only great because I love Fox at the yes. time because they were different and weird and more ribald. And they'd made, the Simpsons had made a ton of jokes about Fox. Now that we know who Rupert Murdoch is, oh, yeah, yeah. this joke reads a little more like, no, you really, really did hate your boss. Yes, yeah. And, Though, uh, I'm also going to warn you, I cut out the part where the animals talk, because, mm. but they do say, we love you during this. Dad, I think he's an ivory dealer. His boots are ivory, his hat is ivory, and I'm pretty sure that check is ivory. Lisa, a guy who has lots of ivory is less likely to hurt Stampy than a guy whose ivory supplies are low. Mr. Blackheart? Yes, my pretty. <laughs> are you an ivory dealer? <laughs> Little girl, I've had lots of jobs in my day. Whale hunter, seal clubber, president of the Fox Network, and like most people, yeah, I've done a little ivory. Huh. He does have the name of a Captain Planet villain. <laughs> yeah, I Mr. Just, Blackheart. I just love that first, like, Mr. Blackheart. Yes, my pretty. Yes, my pretty. But <laughs> seal clubbing. They didn't just single out Fox. They singled out a, a specific individual of President Fox. President of there the Fox. There hasn't yes. been a lot yeah. of other presidents I of mean, the Fox. I'm sure they hated Barry Diller, too, if he was still around. <laughs> yeah, they, they hated all their bosses. Who wouldn't? But um, but season five is so filled with so many knocks at Fox. Mm-hmm. They really... And then, you know, you got to give it to... Maybe Fox couldn't stop them because they had a no notes rule, but like they were. They I don't just think let you could. Do it. The shit we read about how executives 
being angry can cancel a show. Yeah. Like, I don't think you could pick on the Fox Network this mm-hmm. much. Well, Married with Children did a lot. I yeah. mean, it's like the family would get into Fox Network viewing positions. They would hold hands and hold up foil mm. to get the Fox Network. <laughs> and they would make jokes about Fox all the time. Well, and it, so would kind, it would kind of top out when Rupert Murdoch would finally just be on the show and call himself a billionaire tyrant. Well, he would be in prison first, played by yes. Dan Castellaneta. Yeah, and then he would also appear again in a way too winky joke, but it did make me laugh of, of him saying... You've saved my network. Uh-huh. Wouldn't be the first time. I, I, I think he's in jail with Sideshow Bob. He's like, I own 30% of that network. Yes, yeah, he is in jail with Sideshow Bob. And the Bart even doesn't want the Stampy to get sold. And so he helps Stampy escape, who immediately hits him and just like runs away. The There's Breaks to the fence. Yes, he just immediately abandons him. And I do wonder what Ned's original line was. Of, you could tell the mouth movements were way off for that Four Elephants of the Apocalypse. Yeah. But it was a funny line. I like that line better than the other obvious ADR of this is like that fat man I used to ride to work on the yeah it's it's an okay I mean it doesn't really fit with the mouth flaps but apparently from the commentary it was a joke about Mr. Burns is like bones sliding out of his hips or something like yeah. that like it was a very awkward position he was in you could tell I, yeah. he was in pain you know I I half believe Dave Silverman that's the real joke I feel like the animator would remember a line he had to draw yeah what may way more than a writer but also, I, I I feel like, no, that can't be the line, right? But yeah, I think no, Jim his Reardon, legs do look popped out. They do. Like, Jim Reardon was not on this commentary. I want to say he was probably working on Wally at this he, time. He likely was. Yeah. yeah. Then when Homer finds out, I, I just, again, they have him scream again in this episode, and it's so great. They're in love with him screaming around this time. Mom! Dad! Bart and Stampy are gone! Oh, my Lord! I bet it's because of that horrible ivory dealer, Dad. He took Bart, too? That wasn't part of our deal, Blackheart! That wasn't part! Wow, Dan Castellaneta is really bringing it this week. And then Homer thinks he's in an action film, just be like, that wasn't part of our deal! So good. Uh, so, uh, Blackheart doesn't come back. I aspire to be angry enough to scream at a window. Uh, so they try to find Stampy, and there's a tornado also wreaking havoc that's confusing them. And there's a weird joke, kind of a Wizard of Oz-style thing, where Patty and Selma are caught in the tornado, but they enjoy it because... Wind is blowing up their skirts. Up their skirts. It's kind of gross. <laughs> well, yeah, they had to get some sort of extra joke in there, but obviously the visual of two women in a rocking chair oh, yeah, for sure. staying in a... That's the same thing Dorothy sees on her way to Oz yes. when yeah. the twister picks up her house. And I'm not... <laughs> it's got Patty and Selma. I'm not into cross-dressing. Hell, I don't want to wash the jeans I'm wearing right now. <laughs> but if I could wear something where the wind could constantly touch my genitals, I think I might do it. <laughs> you can forever. do it, Chris. It's called a, 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 a utilikilt. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there you go. I, I read... I, I'm sorry, I forget the, the funny woman who said this, but she... She said, uh, guys, you don't need to bother with utilikilts. Just say you like wearing dresses. It's cool. Dresses are fun. Like, it doesn't have need... to be a heavy denim version of that. I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> Instead, they're like, no, it's a tough thing. Uh, a kilt, like tough guys in Scotland. Can we start wear? out with a wind hole? A wind hole to touch my dick? <laughs> you can make your own, Chris. But okay. I mean, but that Marge is not a in my pants. It's a one-off joke, but there's no comment from Marge. Like, my sisters are in a, in a tornado. Yeah, my sisters die. are masturbating with a tornado. <laughs> yes. like, they kind of are. You're right. <laughs> but I, I do love that just joke of like we'll just follow the destruction like no we can't follow the destruction because it's a tornado mm-hmm. and then you have another very murky joke of avoiding the smashed glass for it to then just be thrown, thrown in away. a dumpster yeah. and smashed anyway 
for the second episode in a row, Wiggum literally becomes man. Edward G. Robinson. Like, I'm Edward G. Robinson. We did man. cover that in a previous episode, we just right? Did. That's why it's it yeah. we were done in just the last episode in Homer Loves I just remember, I remember getting, well, I remember looking into the clip of Edward G. Robinson that, yeah, see, like, it doesn't sound anything like <laughs> yes. that. It's been warped and ruined. We're just used to Hank Azaria's bad version of it that became a great new character. kind of like how Dana Carvey's George W. Bush, or sorry, George Bush, doesn't mm-hmm. sound a lot like the actual no. George Bush. It's like, yeah, it's Nang just like a, very much like an exaggeration of this little points tics. of light, not gonna end t- it. But it was Wouldn't yeah. The original print? Edward G. Robinson Reed was like, "You're not going to think of my brother, see." And like, that's it. That's that, that's where this whole impression <laughs> came from. After learning where that Where's Messiah now came from, I think mm-hmm. they're just doing a version of Billy they Crystal are. doing Edward. They're G. doing Robinson. a telephone version of a person's yeah. voice. Speaking of politicians like uh, George H. W. Bush, mm-hmm. I love this joke so very much. Of uh, the, the it's visual all true. Gag yeah. of the elephant going through the place, uh, going through the conventions of both the Republicans and the Democrats. First off. Goes to the Republicans, everybody cheers because the elephant is the animal, yeah. the mascot of the Republicans. And the signs are, we want what's worst for everyone, <laughs> Yes, and we're just plain evil. Now, Henry, uh, you're not being political. You're telling a joke that happened on The Simpsons, right? Yes. Okay. I don't think is it safe to say we agree with this joke? <laughs> I would agree with that joke, and I'll say I agree with the Democrat joke. Oh, me too, too, especially after the last election. We so hate ourselves and we can't govern? We can't govern. We, we hate, hate life and, and ourselves. ourselves. Like, True, just, even then. Yeah, I guess that uh, is a fine being a progressive. I'm yeah, not, I don't I, like this. I was at the bank for three hours. <laughs> I know. It's just so, but it's just such a great joke. And it, you already have the joke of the elephant being cheered by the Republicans mm-hmm. and booed by the Democrats. But it's those signs that are just perfect that yeah. it is. And, and even 23 years later, the joke still works. <laughs> still works. I see that meme everywhere. Mm-hmm. I see it posted it's everywhere. Perfect. Yeah. And, it, and it is it is truly a centrist joke. Like those are pointed and good <laughs> mockings of both political parties in America. Uh, and then comes, I love this joke too so much. Also because I feel like when I was a kid, they would my parents would mention working in a peanut factory as like some lesser thing or whatever. But this peanut factory joke is so great. This guy, uh, this guy's hubris mm, and wanting to. I could so, so identify good. with wanting to be just like I told you so. It's so Schwartzweldian. Just this it joke, is. the setup, the endless setup for this joke after. So, After the elephant runs through the Republican Democrat convention, Stampy is heading towards the peanut. The factory. peanut factory. This is the moment we feared, people. Many of you thought it would never happen, but I insisted we spend two hours every morning training for it. <laughs> you all thought I was mad. Many of you requested to be transferred to another peanut factory. <laughs> but now we. <laughs> I kind of want an episode about this guy and his endless peanut factory elephant drills. Yeah, Yeah, what's who's to say he couldn't have been reused as often as Slack John Yokel? You know, he's he's, he premieres in this episode too. I mean, you don't even have to future proof peanuts all that much. They're still around, baby. Peanut factory is probably (laughs) haven't changed all that much in twenty three years. It's a great joke, but I think I like this guy because he reminds me of Hank Hill. He takes his his kind of crappy job (laughs) way too seriously, (laughs) and it hurts everyone around him. Requested to be transferred to, to other the, peanut to a different factories. Pe- How many peanut factories are in Springfield? How skilled is the labor? Yeah, <laughs> and that yeah, two hours every day to plan for what happens oh. when an elephant comes in there. That yeah, you're right. It's such a Schwarzweldian thing of like building up this thing, not even directly saying it. It you have to know. 
you have to infer that this guy's greatest nightmare was that an elephant <laughs> was going to storm his peanut <laughs> or it factory. happened before it happened to him before yeah, yeah. It, it creates he, I he love does seem worldly yeah. I love jokes like that that creates more story to it and more background that yeah, you have I, to I infer. hate over discussing a joke but this joke <laughs> is a fucking wonderful comedic onion yeah, I love it's it it's so oh, good God, I love that joke so much and uh, then pretty soon after Bart is looking for Stampy in mm. another reference I never, I never read this before. I know because I, I know what Henry's going to play. Yes. Uh, okay. So well, Bob, if, this was a clip you said. If you're watching Nickelodeon in the Ugh, mid to late yuck. '80s, and this in this show would be just filler. They would have it's, Dennis the Menace seems, and things like this. It seems cruel now. If you're watching SpongeBob and mm. they cut to like a 1960s black and white sitcom. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I mean, well, like no, Dennis the Menace was amazing compared to this. Like, Lassie was the... Uh, let's just hear the theme yeah. song. Lassie! I think, let me see if we can still do this. Lassie! Do I know everybody's name? Starring June, June Lockhart. June Lockhart. <laughs> Hugh Riley. John Provost. John Provost says Timmy, and of course... And of course, Lassie. What's up with the touching Lassie love theme? <laughs> also, Junior Lockhart, Total Babe. Dude, this... I only realized that... Did you know the second Lassie movie he fought Nazis? No. Lassie, Lassie was so fucking huge that we did a laser time all about shows that aired after the Super Bowl. Hmm. And the, my, it's my favorite bit of trivia with Lassie. Lassie's the first. Wow. The biggest show the world could think to show after the Super Bowl was Lassie. Wow. Man. Lassie, the show about a, a black and white show about a collie mm-hmm. who could sense water and, and find children from billions of miles a, away. It was a yeah, it was a smart, helpful dog that that was it would always help Timmy. Is it presumptuous yeah. to want to save this for the Laddie episode? Uh, I, I did a we'll lot of. We'll, we'll do it again. People will forget, but I did <laughs> Lassie two research years from now. I did Lassie research. The character is like a sort of a public domain character from the 19th century, just like the, the Lassie figure. Mm-hmm. But it was it was immortalized in a 1940 book, then a 1943 movie, and yep. then several movies after that, and then a TV show from 1954 to 1973. Yeah. It was one so, of the biggest shows wow. ever, and like it was syndicated all over the place. And if you had yeah. Nickelodeon before they... I don't think they had original programming. Uh, I mean, they would get they had the very closest, little. The closest thing to original would be the stuff they got from Canada, like Pinwheel or You Can't Do when That. We talked about that on a recent Laser Time. You can't do that on television, but it, that that alone wasn't their show and built the tone yeah. and foundation yeah. of their network. But they were at least new things that were made. Yeah. Same with um, Cut It Out. What was that show? Uh, out, out of control. control. Out yeah. of control. Dave, Dave Coulier. That mainly Canada and and mm-hmm. in English shows like Danger Mouse. Yep. those <laughs> were their new. Program Count Duckula. Yeah, in Banana Mom. You were watching yeah. a bunch of fur and programming. Yes. <laughs> but I, I must say, uh, the season five MST3K episode, The Painted Hills, is a Lassie movie. It's a Lassie movie. movie. Oh. It, it's insane. Let me tell you, there were 591 Lassie episodes. That that's Jesus. like that's like an anime almost. Simpsons has that, a beat now. But yeah. yeah, but like by 20 episodes. Yeah. Wow. And I, and I keep hearing people saying, oh, it's the longest running cartoon, longest running show. It's not. I don't know why they keep saying The Simpsons is. There's a show in Japan called, Sa- I think it's Sazesan, mm-hmm. yeah, which Sazesan. The, the creator will not let it be released in any format. It will only air on TV, but it's been running since like the 60s, yes. like for 50 years. Is that the one <laughs> where the, the I, I find, when I was working at I think Capcom. it's about like a, like a Japanese housewife. Okay, never Well, mind. actually, yeah, that, that's funny you say that because I had read this in books before of calling Sazesan the Japanese Simpsons, mm-hmm. or that it was like they had trouble bringing The Simpsons over there because they're like, well, 
Mary of Sazesan. But I heard the same thing actually from friend of the show and listener Daniel mm-hmm. Fight. Hey, Daniel, who. Uh, he has lived in Osaka for yeah. years and years now, has a family there, is married to a Japanese wife. And he said that when they came to America to go to Universal Studios, and he was so excited to be at the Simpsons area, mm-hmm. and that his wife didn't understand it, and, <laughs> and or she was like, oh, it's like Saze-san. Like, this is... That's Daniel, crazy. if I'm telling the story wrong, correct me. But, so, even... It is a standard thing to be like, oh, yeah, Saze-san is the Simpsons of Japan, or the I closest equivalent. Cr- Kran Shinshan is probably more like the Simpsons. Well, and, and if you yeah, have, but you've only seen Bart's dinger, uh, dingus. dingus once. Yeah. And that, Doodle. It's, it's a Doodle. great milestone for the Simpsons to have run this long. But I do episodes of Laser Time, a show sort of like this, but based on a topic. Yes. And Japan constantly shits over every milestone because everything yeah. you think has been done first the first cartoon made into a movie the first cartoon made into live action the first, the longest running show they did it all first so all, yeah. always one last Saze-san tidbit <laughs> Run, it's running from October 5th 1969 to the present episodes 7600 plus so the Holy Simpsons, shit. you wow. got to run for ten times longer to beat Saze-san. And is that, I can't even do the math in my head. Is that a weekly show or a daily show? I think it's been running every week, like every like every long running anime well, for fifty years. And so the creator will never let it be anything but a TV show. That's a stipulation. I don't know why. Uh, but yeah. I, well, what would you do with it now? Well, the complete a, series, yeah. a fucking forklift brings a, you a DVD well, so case to your house. This is a big house. difference, though, between America, mm-hmm. like how America works with adaptations and the way they do in Japan. Is that adapt a manga mm-hmm. almost everybody owns their work like akira toriyama's name and he's involved in every dragon ball thing because he owns dragon ball z mm-hmm. he doesn't draw the he doesn't own the animation exactly but he owns the characters and you mm-hmm. can't make more dragon ball z without his involvement and that's how it is with not like the majority of anime mm-hmm. series and animation in japan so that guy having that much control to say what you can't do with it, mm-hmm. I'm not shocked. Like, yeah. there's lots of people who have that. Like, there's reasons. Like, here's a, a quick one. Bob and I is one of our favorite manga artists who did the series Monster, Ooh. 20th Century Boys, Pluto, uh, Urasawa son. Yeah. Viz in America wanted to publish 20th Century Boys mm-hmm. five years earlier than they did, but they weren't allowed to because the artist said. This can't be publishing at the same time as Monster in America because people will see that my art looks so different and I don't want that. Wow, I didn't and know that. And they just did it. They're <laughs> like, well, I guess we'll just That's sit nuts. on this license for five years and publish it when nobody's That's, buying it. I just imagine meetings at The Simpsons like, we would like to stop. That's not up to you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and, and just but, one last note, Sazesan, the creator died, but they're still honoring her wishes to never wow. make merchandise or release it in any format. So yeah. there you go. So Simpsons, you got a lot of catching Japanese up to do. Japanese Bill Watterson. <laughs> uh, so they end up at the Springfield Tar Pits, which are the Librea Tar Pits. <laughs> and let me tell you, I learned a lot of things about the Librea Tar Pits I didn't know before. Like, I knew it from the movie volcano uh, actually because <laughs> it was also featured in la noir the video game it is it's, that's right it's yeah. amazing but i'd always assumed that that is hot tar mm. and you would die no. if you touched it it isn't it is Fake. you don't want to touch that tar <laughs> it's gross you never want it on you but it's not it's room it's it's earth temperature it is but out, is it real tar um well actually no it's more like petroleum and tar form it's, but it's, it's from the earth it's not something yes, they yeah. make or die no 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 it's just seeping garbage out oh. of the earth but <laughs> but there is a whole museum next to it because they did dig out fossils as they mentioned in the episode mm. and they they put the fossils in there wow. so 
This was another LA fixture being put yeah, into Springfield. The LaBrea really tar pits. If I ever next time I go back to LA, maybe I'll maybe I'll finally see those LaBrea tar pits just mm. to just to say I've done it. But Henry, what if you see a deer? Oh! A deer! A female deer. It's a great great one off joke. Sound it's, of music. It is very cute. Yeah. The, really good. And I don't I've still never seen Sound of Music. I thought that joke was like I was wait I was feel like I was waiting for that to happen. Uh-huh. Well, even if you hadn't seen Sound of Music, I feel like in my music class oh, in me school, too. Yeah. we sang that song. It's a great children's song. And a great sing. kids in the hall sketch. Do re mi fa sol la ti do. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, that kids in the hall that is the best parody of it ever. I love that one so much. Uh, but yeah, the, so the Simpsons have arrived. They finally found Bart at the and tar pits Stampy. and Stampy. Stampy, Stampy's missing other elephants, mm-hmm. but Homer still won't give him back. And now Homer's about to be hoisted by his own petard. Dad, he's sinking. Huh? Get a rope, Bart. No, that's okay. I'm pretty sure I can struggle my way out. First, I'll just reach in and pull my legs out. <laughs> now I'll pull my arms out with my face. <laughs> I, I love the bubbling there. So I just like the idea of pulling your arms out with, with your, your face. face. And then he doesn't even close his eyes. Like, his eyes are open as he dunks his head in. Like, to just to choose to dunk your head into tar is uh-huh. crazy. Somebody had to tell, because I don't know why, I grew up in Florida swimming in both oceans and freshwater constantly, that I, <laughs> I open my eyes in everything. And just recently, like, this lake in Oakland isn't a lake it's where it's where sewage runs into don't my girlfriend's like don't open your fucking eyes in there you crazy <laughs> you know of all the hepatitises it just it, the water tastes more like tea than anything i've ever been in that, the pulling your arms out with your face might be the stupidest homer's <laughs> been to this point great. it might be a new a new plateau has been hit on, on but maybe stupidness. that's that's it it's not jerk homer but he is yeah. peak stupid i enjoy yeah. him calmly explaining his bad plan yeah. you know yeah. just going through the Pull steps arms out with my face and this was another thing I found out about it. Like, at the Liberia Tar Pits, if you had a hot enough flame, you could get the tar on fire because mm-hmm. there's enough methane around there. But you actually, a lighter won't exactly light it on fire, unlike what happens to Barney, which... <laughs> His second I, appearance in the oh, show. I love this line. Yeah. The... Thanks, Stampy! Ow! That's definitely ADR. Yeah, he's been the lit on R. fire and dead. He's just like, <laughs> ow, is so good. Ow. Well, it's the first time he's ever smoked a cigarette. Yes, he's never smoked. But I, you can just assume he would by yeah. his lifestyle. It doesn't, like, why would he care to not smoke? Yeah. But it's, I feel like they wouldn't be able to do that joke again now, just like, well, Barney can't smoke. Uh, it, it's just... It, it's still astonishing to me when I think about it a lot about how passe, how taboo smoking has become in everything, considering mm-hmm. how ubiquitous it was that, that it's Patty and Selma's trademark. Yeah. That'll give the show a different rating on television. Yeah, it's like TVMA. Which, hey, yeah. people should be smoking less. I'm not against the not showing smoking less. I don't TV. smoke cigarettes. It's just, it's just one of those weird things. I mean, I guess because I used to smoke, but that it, it'll drive a line into everything ever made. Yeah. More so than almost an aspect ratio. Yeah. Or black I mean, and white. Um, You'll know that it's before this time. Rewatching the Ghostbusters recently, the first movie, like everyone is just smoking. Everyone casually, smokes. And nothing is called attention to. It's just like, I, yeah, I don't even smoking. remember it. I've seen the movie a thousand times. I didn't yeah. remember anybody smoking. Nobody even says to Ray, like, put out your cigarette or whatever. It's just like, yeah, Ray is hanging out and he's smoking. Yeah, in in America, Disney movies, I, I recognize it as weird. And I, I wish someday, I, would t- I just want to do a reenactment of the Disney PSA. You buy those movies on Blu-ray, and I still do. There's a giant one-minute 
thing with all their animated characters smoking. This is bad. <laughs> don't do this. God. I mean, I don't. I grew up in a household full of smokers. Mm-hmm. I don't mind if you smoke the listener, but whenever I'm behind someone walking around outside, I, I hate them with all of my heart. It's like, <laughs> you're just going to let this burning ash fall behind you? Mm-hmm. That's great. I get to smell this too? Awesome. I'm on board for all of this. <laughs> it, it, it's almost like hot coals burning and virgin sacrifices in volcanoes. It's, <laughs> it feels like a very... And I, you're ta- I'm holding a vape pen because I've been a smoker for all, all half, over half my life. Yeah. Not judging. You've been vaping for a while, though, now. Mm-hmm. You're pretty much... When was the last time you smoked a cigarette? Do you know? I, I, I did... I've told that story a bunch, but I did because I was watching Casablanca just drinking straight whiskey out of a glass, just like a San, not um, Sam not Humphrey Sam. Bogart. Yeah, just like Humphrey Bogart. And then my roommate went out to have a cigarette, and like it's when the, that scene where he's lamenting in an empty bar about uh, Rick, yes, about about everything that's happened, and he went to go smoke a cigarette. I'm like, this is per- this is the most 4D movie I've ever been in. And I asked my roommate, "Would you go out and smoke another cigarette?" And he said, "Yes." And then I asked him, like, got another one in you? He's like, no. And he threw me his pack of cigarettes. And I'm like, yeah. And it was it was awesome. It felt I, I'm free of this burden because I smoked two cigarettes that night to watch Casablanca uh-huh. and drink whiskey. And I never had one again. And then Bogey looked at you and said, here's looking at you, Chris. <laughs> it really does date it, too, because I remember when your roommates of left. all the so fat Italians in all the world with a nerdy-ass room and Simpsons action figures falling all over a recording <laughs> studio. You had, to, you had to emulate me. So <laughs> Stampy saves Homer's life. And actually, Homer is, is as stupid this, as when he calls him a feline. This is one of my favorite lines. Yes, Elephants. I, well, actually, I didn't get the feline line, but this is when Homer yeah. decides to keep Stampy. I guess it wouldn't be right to tell Stampy. After he saved my life. And the boy seems to have some sort of relationship with him. Thanks, Dad. (laughs) On the other hand, who's to say what's right these days? What with all our modern ideas and products. All right, we'll give the stupid elephant to the stupid animal refuge. Yeah! It's, it's the the quick point, and the boy seems to have some sort of attachment. Yes, it, it's, yeah. it's 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 a incredibly funny joke made better by the animation. Yeah, Homer is um, only just picking up on this. Yes. Really, like oh, I guess the boy likes him too. And it is com- it is it is not only secondary, third or fourth fourthiary to whatever his priority or feeling <laughs> yeah. is about Stampy. I love. I also love that line. The the empty argument, like what well, with all our modern ideas. And products. products. <laughs> uh, and Homer would love to be part of the music scene, have his teeth made into piano yeah, keys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's too many great lines. Yeah, I know. This, this is long this enough This is already. the best episode. Yes, I, I pitied yeah. Henry while watching this. I'm like, Henry, every line is great. How could you not capture everything? This is why we're a min- an hour 37 in our recording right now. Yeah. Well, so they drop off Stampy at the at the place. Mm-hmm. and uh, The refuge. And, and that's one of the last lines. that Stampy, Stampy straight up kills those... He uh, knocks him out. That one guy that one, is not moving. The one no, elephant. Yeah, I guess he could be unconscious. And then it's revealed that uh, Homer and Stampy have more in common than we thought. Well, animals are a lot like people, Mrs. Simpson. Some of them act badly because they've had a hard life or have been mistreated. But like people, some of them are just jerks. Stop that, Mr. Simpson. <laughs> I kept it that whole way because, like, he doesn't say words. Like, he's just... Like, that. that's... Homer could be shoving him for that joke, but it's way funnier that he is... 
also head butting him. him. And for me, it was always way funnier to assume he's learning how to be a better jerk from an elephant. Like he never <laughs> thought to do this before. I, oh, that's a good reading. Uh, I love the line: "Some elephants are just jerks." Because I actually, I also own an African animal, an African gray parrot. Oh. I've had him for 15 years. We get along wonderfully, but. Uh, he's sort of like a cat in which uh, a dog will be like, you're bigger than me. You, you're my boss now. And a cat <laughs> doesn't care about you, but it's too lazy to get in trouble. A bird is like, I'm a bird doing bird shit. I don't care what you're up to. I'm not going to listen to you. I got, I got plans, buddy. Because he's, he's, like, he's like halfway domesticated. I mean, parrots are not really domesticated, but uh, it's interesting. But I think of that line when he's being bad. Some animals are just jerks. It's like, why won't you, why won't you go to bed? Why won't you listen to me? Oh, Jerk-ass dog. That's beautiful. But and I, I didn't just... Yeah, this great. scene fascinated me as someone who has been looking at buying animation cells, especially Simpsons animation cells, a, a cartoon I maybe know more better than anything else, mm-hmm. and how tightly this dude is framed. And I remember watching this, not remembering the Homer butting the head. It, like You're like, is there something wrong with the cropping on this? And just having to yeah. remember that th- like this is someone zooming in on a on cell a they have to yeah. animate. Yes. And like everything around it. So when you watch it now in full screen, it looks like, I want my money back. This is cut wrong. <laughs> yeah, but that's or, the original framing of the joke. Or it's also like to look on your HDTV and see the shadows of cell you can paint see, on. In this shot, oh, you I can see it. the shadows of the cells way more. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, looks, love, it looks I, bad. I love those imperfections. Yeah, I, I love the physicality of cell it's, animation. It's what infuriated me when FX clipped Ugh, it to yeah, make it widescreen yeah. like no guys keep what? just keep the aspect ratio macarini hates it too i don't know why they couldn't even listen to him he I owns the simpsons no why like, they couldn't do what every tv's already did which was like expand like the the latter couple of inches on the side where like not a lot of the action is framed but mm. would have fucked this scene yeah he would have been like way wider uh than he was before but Sorry, the re- th- refugee fellow. Yes. Uh, well, refugee okay. fellow. I'll refugee. stop talking. Uh, I'm three beers in. So one last thing about this. The Stampy would make a return. I'm going to say, Ugh. I'm going to wag my finger at the Simpsons wiki because mm-hmm. they say, like, Stampy appeared in, like, five other episodes. Like, no, an elephant was there. It yeah. was drawn to be an elephant. They, they credit not him, supposed to be Stampy. Stampy is like the background with like six elephants on a ball. Like, yeah, yeah one of them was Stampy. Like, what the fuck Prove are you talking it. about? Yeah. In, in Bart's dream, after he drinks all that water, he sees an elephant, and that's Stampy. Like, it's an elephant. It's not identified as Stampy. I, I think but Stampy comes back by name once in, or twice. In the season 14 episode, Large Marge, where mm-hmm. Marge gets breast implants accidentally. I and, have not seen this. And Jesus it was Christ. 2002. There's, so a, there's an entire song about her breasts. Chris. Yeah. yeah. Boy. Oh boy. Uh, but and it's actually animated by Jim Reardon. He's the director wow. of the episode. Okay. It's a 2002 episode where March gets large breasts. But the other plot line is that Krusty has is become very unpopular. Bart says that he should save Millhouse from a fake trampling from an elephant, and he got Stampy back to fake trample. Wow. Uh, Millhouse, except Stampy then goes wild and puts Homer, Millhouse, and Bart in his mouth at the same time. And the only thing that distracts him long enough for Krusty to remember the safe word to get Stampy to let them go oh, is yeah. Marge flashing her boobs. Whoa. And then Krusty says, look at those Magumbos. And then Stampy remembers that's his safe word. And it's it's a very... It's a great use of Marge, I think. Yes. It really gives her a lot of dignity, <laughs> yeah, something but, to do. Eh, I've seen worse episodes. I have but, too, but I hate that one. But in 2002, it makes me wonder, it was probably before they recorded the commentary for this, but... Just them going back to an old episode, like, we could just bring... This doesn't have to be any old elephant. It can be Stampy. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was Reardon, like, saying yeah. we should make this Stampy. I directed yeah. this up other episode almost a decade ago. And it was written by Ian Maxstone Graham. It was actually one of the first episodes of Al Jean's return oh, to okay. the series. Mm. 
Uh, but anyway, so that was the next appearance of Stampy, which again, I can say in my mind, I can't not think of Large Marge as a new episode, but it's like wow. 15 years. It's getting into 15 years old. There was yeah. enough time in between Large Marge and now than there was between Large Marge and Stampy. There were only eight years between yep. Large Marge and Stampy. God. And yeah, but, but anyway. We've got so many more episodes to do. We want to do it forever, everybody. This has been Talking Simpsons. I have been your host, Bob Mackey. You can find me on Twitter as Bob Servo. My other podcast is Retronauts. You can find that at retronauts.com or just search for Retronauts in your podcast device app or what have you. Every Monday is a new classic gaming topic. We've done, uh, personally with these guys, Chris and Henry, mm-hmm. we've done Bart versus the Space Mutants. We've done the Simpsons arcade game. We've done Bart's Nightmare. If you want to hear about bad and one good Simpsons game, <laughs> check out those episodes. But I say, find a topic you like and download our episode. I guarantee you will like it. So that's Retronauts. Go to Retronauts.com or search for Retronauts in your podcast device. And I am H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter. You can follow me there. But more importantly, and you have heard about this earlier in this podcast, I'm betting, Wink. But did you know that you could have heard this earlier? Or maybe you did. How do I do that? Patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons. Bob and I have started it up. You probably also heard this special episode about it. But in case you haven't, and you just listened to this one. Bob and I have started a Patreon just for Talking Simpsons, spun it off from the Laser Time Factory, mm-hmm. but we are doing it to do more Simpsons things all the time to make it our full job, and we need your support. Do you want to hear episodes a week early? Do you want to hear us maybe do a Talking Critic and other cartoons and tons more exclusives? Would you want that? $5 a month or even $10 a month or $1,000 a month if you're so inclined there's gotta be at least would really help yes. statistically there's at least one multi-millionaire listening yes. to this mm. but patreon.com slash talking simpsons is where all the information is including an amazing piece of art by simpsons a professional simpsons artist nina matsumoto so please go there and check it out at the very least just to see that art and then think about supporting it because bob and i quit our jobs and we need your support we're dead serious. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons. That's my plug. But we are still part of the Laser Time family. Yeah, LaserTimePodcast.com. Check no. it out. If you haven't already, I don't know what we can do. We will never leave the Tyler Wilde Memorial Studio. Certainly not. But uh, anyway, yeah, and I mean, we were just on the, that Farts episode of Laser Time. Give it a listen, folks. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with Burns as Air, a fantastic episode. See you then. infotainment.